Do you think um, this is where they keep the prisoners who are in the pits right now? That is what I would surmise. Um, is there any... Yeah, look, looking into the um, cage. I don't think I go into the cage, but looking into it, does it look like there's some sort of beast or creature that they keep in here? Or does it look more like humanoid? Yeah, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Okay. That's a three, but with my plus 11, it's a 14. <laughs> with that 14, <laughs> you trip through the uh, through the cage. Uh, and looking around, you can see that there are, uh, like, human feces. Okay, that, I was Humanoid ask, feces. What like, is in here? Is it feces or some kind of beast? It looks to be pretty humanoid in okay. shape and consistency. Okay, great. Um... <laughs> I sort of oh, didn't need to know about the consistency. Welcome to Dungeon Busters, your Dungeons & Dragons actual play experiment. I'm Diego, a professional dungeon master and actor. And I'm Michael, an actor and role-playing addict. Each episode, we summon a special guest who helps us give your game inspiration one encounter at a time. We don't just play D&D, we, we put, put it, it to, to the, the test. test. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dungeon Busters podcast. My name is Michael C. Hyde, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Diego F. Salinas. And today, our special guest, you may know him as the author of the blog and book, The Monsters Know What They're Doing, and the follow-up books, More Monsters Know What They're Doing, Live to Tell the Tale, uh, and his most recent, How to Defend Your Lair. He's been a Dungeons & Dragons player and DM for more than 30 years. Uh, Keith Amon, thanks for joining us, Keith. We're really thanks happy to have you. Thanks for inviting me. Welcome to the pod, Keith. It's very exciting to to have you here. I've been referencing your blog for for it feels like years at this point. Uh, when did the the blog project start? Uh, that started in the summer of 2016. Nice. So it has been a while. Yeah. What was like the first uh, like impetus that you had and, and like that led you to like kind of making your blog? It was uh, playing the Lost Minds of Fandelver with uh, my first fifth edition D&D group and feeling like uh, the initial encounters were missing something flavor-wise, uh, complexity-wise. Um, I didn't feel like they were up to snuff, and I wanted to understand why and uh, went through some various... Uh, uh, mental pathways and and came to the conclusion that uh i needed to give the stat blocks very close reads to mm -hmm. figure out what was in there that i was missing in the moment of the game mm -hmm. and uh during the encounter itself and uh to to kind of premeditate how i was going to run the encounter before it actually began and um as i was doing that i was i was looking for a writing project to occupy my time. I was thinking of starting a blog and uh, I thought if I'm going through this process, maybe other people would like to go through it along with me. And uh, so that's how it began. And uh, after some time, uh, I began to realize that people were using it as a reference source. And mm -hmm. so I started uh, writing it more with that specifically in mind. Yeah, I think the way that you write about 
the monsters and their tactics. I feel like uh, clearly it's resonated with so many players. It's resonated with me. It's resonated with so many DMs. And you've gone on to write two books on monster tactics, one book on player tactics. So how did you kind of settle on layers as the topic of your latest books? Part of it was, uh, well, a large part of it was that I already had a uh, an article that I wrote in 2017 for the blog uh, called Thoughts on Building Encounters. It was kind of a throwaway thing. I have a category on the blog uh, that I just tag meta for anything that isn't specifically a, a monster analysis. And uh, this was one of those meta posts. And it was just sort of a stream of consciousness thing about um, how creatures would use defensible space uh, around their lairs and what other kinds of creatures would be in their environs and so forth. Uh, it was the defensible space part that I really wanted to expand out and take a deeper dive into. Uh, it was of interest to me. I put a, a poll up on Twitter and uh, asked people, what do you want to see me write next? And that was one of the options and it was people's favorite. And oh, wow. uh, so I knew I was going to do more monsters, know what they're doing. But after more monsters, I thought this would be the next thing I would do. Mm -hmm. That's really, really cool. I, yeah, and the, I've picked up a copy of How to Defend Your Lair. Um, and I've been using it a, a kind of in the lead up of the prep of this um, this episode. And I it has been very inspiring because uh, there's one part of the book we talk about, um, like what might be in the area around an ancient white dragon. And what's so great about your writing is how you really, you don't see the stat blocks as limitations, but as like places for inspiration, right? So you mentioned how creatures who can see, who don't mind uh, traveling through fog or being in these extreme cold climates would naturally be drawn to these places because it naturally lends itself to the abilities they inherently possess. And it was mm -hmm. so great. I have a, a whole like dragon lair thing that I've been working on as a, as a writing project for myself. So it was very nice to kind of get to that section and be like, okay, I need to come back uh, and bookmark this because I'm gonna need it uh, when I come back and flesh out my own uh, dragon lair. Um, yeah, no, very fun. I, I, kind of another question uh, spinning off of that is that in How to Defend Your Lair, you give examples for layers of everything from an abolitz grotto to a nest of were-rat anarchists. Was there a layer that didn't make the cut that you were excited by? There were a couple. Um, there was uh, one that uh, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it uh, it didn't it didn't pass muster with the sensitivity readers, so it got cut. And um, the uh, the other one was uh, a Morkoth island, and um, I, I liked the Morkoth Island, but it was a little bit too similar to the Morkoth Island used by another high-profile game master on a high-profile stream, uh, which <laughs> shall rename, remain nameless to avoid spoilers. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, suffice it to say, there's, there's kind of one way to really do a Morkoth Island well, mm -hmm. and people have seen it done. Mm -hmm. So it didn't yeah. need to be included in my book. I, you know, yeah. I, I had it all written out and then I'm like, mm. and, and, and uh, my editor was of the, of the same opinion. He's like, do we really need to include this? And ultimately I decided, no, I didn't. Plus at that point I had 17 layers and there's just something 
I'm I'm a little uh, anal retentive about this kind of stuff. I can't have 17 layers. It's got to be 16 or 18. And I didn't have time <laughs> yeah. to make an 18. So, I completely so. understand that. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> the same way, like volume on the TV. I was literally thinking volume on the TV. Yeah. Um, well, it's got to be an even number. Yeah, like exactly. Multiple of five. Yeah, yep, yeah. Exactly. It's got to be a clean number. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, gotta take the eggs from both ends of the egg carton. Oh, oh yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I do, I do that sometimes. Sometimes I'll like rearrange my eggs so that they can be balanced <laughs> on one hand, like in the carton. Like I'll, I'll distribute the weight around. Do you try to keep uh, half the your peanut butter there. smooth and dig out of one half? Because I do that. <laughs> I don't know if that falls. Keep in the it same nice and like, like divided. Yeah. Um, one thing I appreciated about, uh, you know, and kind of listening for prep for this episode uh, and learning more about like your philosophy and approach to writing is your blog. You have a very like. Uh, learning publicly philosophy uh, in, you know, only any edits or adjustments that you make, you leave on there and cross it out. And I just appreciated that. I felt very much a kinship in what we're trying to do here with putting an actual play out there and putting that to the test live mm -hmm. uh, for people to also learn mm -hmm. with us. Um, so we really appreciate you having you on to test uh, <laughs> the thing that you're uh, just wrote a book about testing a layer, busting a layer. Yeah. Um, so with that said, should we dive into the lab and put this thing to the test? Let's go to the lab. All right. Welcome, Keith, to the fabled Dungeon Busters Lab. Very happy to have you here. Uh, so in preparation of uh, tonight's encounter, I asked both of y'all to prepare a level 10 character. So I'd love to pass the mic around here. Um, and starting off with Keith, can you just tell us a little bit about your character? Well, um, so just just so your, your uh, audience knows, um, mm -hmm. I actually created my character to be a sidekick. Yeah, to be a sidekick to Michael's. Um, so, uh, Michael, if I, if I can say, yeah, created a, an arcane trickster rogue mm -hmm. and, um, I thought, okay, so this is a two person crew going in. Mm -hmm. It will not do to have the second person not be stealthy. So yeah. this is a stealth mission. Um, so I brought in, uh, Jing Xian who is a uh, Scourge Asimar College of Swords bard. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this is uh, a little Easter egg for people who have more monsters know what they're doing or who visit my, my uh, site, themonstersknow.com, because Jing Xian is one of the five characters depicted in the illustrations of the book on the cover of the book and in the banner That's on my so website. Cool. Um, so a uh, a dual short sword wielding College of Swords bard. Very, very cool. So happy to have you. Welcome to the table, Jingxian. Yes. Uh, and I'm playing uh, Psycha Highleaf, as you know, level 10 arcane trickster. I'm a little foot halfling, very light on my feet. Uh, I have a burglar background. You know, grew up swiping things. Uh, you know, my friends uh, bullied me into trying to swipe a piece, like a tankard of ale from the uh, local brewery. Got away with it. They kept on pressuring me to do bigger and badder things till I got in with the wrong crew. And uh, now I'm just trying to, I probably owe some people some money, just trying to <laughs> swipe what I can to get out of debt. Um, but yeah, I 
nervous, definitely stealthy. I'd rather sneak my way out than talk my way out. And I am, uh, I'm excited, excited to be uh, part of this party. All right. Well, welcome to the table, Taika Highleaf. Right. <laughs> Just to uh, to throw in, because I, I, I neglected to mention it, background-wise, uh, my character is a variety arts performer, an acrobat, and uh, Ooh, nice. the uh, yeah the, the swordsmanship came out of uh, that kind of performance. Very cool. Following a split from a larger lizardfolk village, Husan the Pillager has sought to make her mark on Nil's swamp. With the aid of a shaman and a ferocious following, she is aggressively expanding her territory. Most recently, this has included a daring assault on a secluded temple devoted to an ancient coatl, a flying feathered serpent of good. Husan's clan not only took prisoner the devoted monks of the temple, but they also managed to slay the temple's coatl and steal their egg. The coatl's mate, Zoshlali survived the attack and fled into the swamp. In an act of vulnerability and desperation, Shoshlali revealed themselves to you after witnessing you slay one of Husan's hunting parties. The Kwadl has asked you to travel to the Stone Keep ruins at the heart of Husan's territory to recover the Kwadl egg and any surviving monks. In exchange, the Kwadl has offered you the plundered treasures taken by the pillagers. We find you now in Nil's swamp, heading towards the Stone Keep ruins. Well, Jingshan, I'm, uh, <laughs> this is gonna be a tricky one, but I uh, really could use that uh, coin to get me out of some debt, you know? Um, uh, oh, hopefully, uh, hopefully those monks fared decently. You think, you think there's any chance they're still, uh, alive? I haven't had too many dealings with lizard folk. I don't know. Lizard folk don't usually keep prisoners alive. They're subsistence hunters and gatherers. They don't usually uh, want to feed the mouths they would keep around. But maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, it might make it simpler if we don't have to worry about sneaking them out as well. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, excited to have you uh, with me on this one, though. Hopefully we can keep a lower profile. <laughs> the smell of meat and sounds of rattling music roll across the stagnant water surrounding two muddy islands in a wide swamp clearing. Flickering torches bathe both islands in light and cast long shadows across the placid, scum-covered water of the swamp pool. The largest island boasts basic lean-tos sprouting off the crumbling remains of four vine-choked walls that, that form a long rectangular hall. Ooh. A mossy tower caps off the northern end of the island. Every now and then a raucous cheer erupts from the smaller island where scaly bodies jostle for a view inside the remains of two squat towers. Near, near to you in the tree line at the edge of the swamp hole, a tiny critter scurrying in the branches causes the hundreds of bone scraps dangling from crude twine on the tree line to jangle ominously. Near you, there is a thin, muddy path from the edge of the tree line to the larger island lit by a chain of flickering torches. What would you all like to do? They'll be watching the path. Yes, I think we should stay off the path and do as best we can not to jingle those 
bones that are shaking. I may uh, alert them to our presence. You are not very fast, little friend. And <laughs> this swampy water is doing us no favors. I am going to go ahead and cast on both of us. So using two fourth level spell slots for this. Ooh. Ooh. Free freedom of movement. Wow. Ooh, nice. Um, right. So that means that y'all so, will not be unaf- uh, y'all will be unaffected by difficult terrain as well as being unable to be paralyzed or restrained by magical effects. Let's hope we can do what we need to do within one hour. I see we've got the the larger tower there, though the the ruckus that they're making, while perhaps a good distraction, makes me wonder if they're jeering about some sort of competition they've put these monks in. I wonder if we should try, if if possible, to get close and see what they're jeering about. Um, but perhaps moving to the less populated tower first would be a wise decision. Let's keep as great a distance as we can and work our way around. Maybe we can find a spot that they don't have anyone observing. Well, I uh, I like that idea. Um, Jing Shen, can you give me a perception check, please? I sure can. That will be a uh, an 11, I'm sorry, a 21. Um, and uh, I have 60 feet of dark vision. Perfect, amazing. Um, within those 60 feet, your 60 feet of dark vision basically extend from the tree line that y'all are at um, into the water. This is like a 300-foot diameter like pool-like clearing. Uh, you got the two islands there. You can see that there's like a lot of light and also some like music uh, and celebration uh, happening on the large island, which is home to the tower and a long like hall-like structure. It's like an open-air hall type of thing. Um, whereas on the smaller island, you can kind of see the outlines of, uh, like clusters of scaly bodies all gathered around the, um, gathered around these like pits. Looking around, you do notice that there are two waterways that have been. And sorry, those pits are where the noises are coming from or the hall is where the noises are coming from? Different noises from, uh, different islands. There's like music and celebration happening on the larger island with the tower and the hall. And then there is like applause, cheering, groans of uh, defeat and, and rapturous uh, glee too um, from the smaller island where there are scaly bodies gathered around the pits. Oh, okay. So there is noise coming from both. Yes. Okay. The, the thin, the thin uh, muddy path, it's like about five feet wide throughout, winds its way for about like 75 feet through the swamp pool and connects to the northern edge of the longer island uh the northern edge being where the tower is okay well perhaps from the tower we could uh, assuming we can get ourselves there easily enough get a vantage point of those pits anyhow so perhaps moving to the tower is uh smarter um and i might um i might be able to provide us some cover as well I cast Fog Cloud to just put mist between us and the the more ruckus island. So hopefully, if uh, somebody spots us, we won't be detected from both parties. Yeah, okay. So you're trying to put it like halfway like in the water or like on the path? I think I'm going to try to put it in the water, uh, obscuring um, the more ruckus island uh, 
the, the smaller island smaller islands yeah um so we can make our way more focused towards and just kind of keep it between us yeah um and the smaller island okay perfect yeah you do so you cast uh and what's the range on, on that spell Fog cloud it is a range of 120 feet perfect yeah you're able to put it kind of squarely uh at a distance that you feel will like block as much of the path from a uh, line of sight with the uh with the uh the smaller island uh it still leaves the path connected to the larger island uh unobstructed okay shall we move uh to the larger island then yes excellent and i will start to sneak my way towards the larger island great go ahead and uh roll a stealth check okay that is going to be a 28 oh yeah 28 uh with that 28 you're able to flit from flit from the torches that are lining this path and you're able to flit from the the little pockets of darkness uh where the torchlight doesn't quite reach hiding in the shadows of the light staying on the path the whole way through uh jing shan can you give me a stealth check as well Ooh, nice roll uh 25 25 yeah both of you flitting from the edges of the 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 bright light and, and staying in the shadows are able to make your way most of the way through through this uh this path here uh wonderful what is both of y'all's um passive perception uh mine is only 14 14 perfect uh 15 14 and 15 amazing as you're going through the path here you all you both manage to catch sight of a stretch of bubbling ground uh it looks like quicksand your passive perception was able to catch sight of it and you notice that the last 15 feet of the the path that connects it to the uh northern tip of the longer island is uh it's just completely covered in uh quicksand okay you said 15 feet 15 feet yeah it's like five by 15, basically the the, re, the last remaining 15 feet of this path. Uh, Jingshan is an acrobat. Are you able to clear that? Mm, my jump distance is not great. Um, Let me see. I would I would look for another way across. Okay. But now that's that's the that's the last 15 feet of the path, right? Which just shows that they were expecting people to use the path. Mm -hmm. um, and we could there slide might be, off. There might be road. another way in. Would it be possible to slide off the path and make our way through the murky water? Yeah, you could absolutely swim. That's what I assumed we were doing. That's why I cast freedom of movement. Oh, you were walking on the, on the muddy path, but uh, swimming too, either way, like in that case, you would be avoiding the uh, the quicksand altogether. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, you guys would be nice and tidy in there. Wade our way through the water. Perfect. Amazing. Uh, both of you all uh, kind of begin to step quietly into the murky water, the scum separating and breaking apart as you wade your way through quietly. It's here that you have a better view of the longer island. A looming moss-covered tower pierces the sky, rising out of the largest of the swamp islands. 
Beside it, the remnants of four crumbling walls form a wide, rectangular, open-air hall, its vine-choked stone walls buzzing with frenzied energy. The sound of music, exultant singing, and revelry spill forth from the cracks and gaps in the hall and into the night swamp air. In the flickering torchlight at the top of the tower, you can see a scaly figure backlit by a torchlight. You also notice a mildewed heraldry banner which covers a hole in the crumbling wall at the base of the tower. It's here that you notice two pillagers who are patrolling the muddy banks of the large island, being relieved from duty by two riled-up guards who exited from the crack in the frenzied hall. One of them takes their position at the base of the tower as the other one begins to walk laps around the island. Excellent. You both are hidden now, like, in the murkiness of the water. Your earlier stealth check covers that quite well, as does the uh, fog cloud that you have out in the swamp pool. Excellent. I wonder, because I still have concentration up on that, that actually lasts for an hour. Um, and I'll sort of whisper to Jingchen, I could move the fog cloud in towards the tower and perhaps give us an opportunity to sneak up closer. Um, do we see any other entrances other than the crack where that the banner is covering? Yeah, on the side that you are on, there is the crack um, at the base of the tower, but then there are also like two more like V-shaped cracks uh, where you can see that this uh, the walls of the stone keep have crumbled in and just provide like makeshift entries and exits. Um, it is out of one of these two that is facing you that you saw uh, the two other riled up guards come and relieve the two previous guards. Okay, so there would be other opportunities for us to sneak in uh, through a couple different holes yeah. in the wall. And and the 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 tower and the um like at least visibly from what you can see on top of the island, the tower and the hall aren't like explicitly connected uh in in the way the architecture like lays still. They're still like a little um they're like separated by a couple of feet. Okay. Um well ruined walls sound good for climbing. Right, and I would I would look for the highest point on the wall that could be reached by climbing that we could enter by. Yes, yeah. Uh, is this would this be on the tower or on the uh, on the hall? Well, this would be on the tower itself. I'm assuming the tower is significantly taller than the hall. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the and the tower there it has uh, definitely a lot of handholds from the crumbling walls that could be quite uh, handily used for, for climbing. Um, I could actually possibly assist with that as well. And uh, let's make it to the shoreline as stealthily as possible, and then we'll begin to climb the tower. And I'll uh, begin to drift the fog cloud towards yeah. uh, the lizard folk guards that we can see mm -hmm. um, at the base of the tower and the hall. I would I would like to ask just a, another question. Yeah. Um, when we saw the exchange between the guards and one of them began the patrol around the island, yeah. Um, you you described it as sort of a tense exchange. Uh, not necessarily tense. Uh, it seemed more so like the guards who came and relieved the other two had gotten mm -hmm. like riled up and were just like very like pumped up on oh, okay energy. they're just they're just like adrenalized they're not adrenalized exactly okay okay and, and one of those guards is staying at the base of the tower while the other patrols in the time one it stays takes at the base one goes around correct 
And in the time it's taken for you to kind of start moving your fog cloud over, you can see that after a couple of laps, each one taking about a minute, after a couple of laps, the guards will change places and the one who was walking will stay at the base and the other one will begin to lap around. But we can get a rhythm. We can figure out when there's no one at the back of the tower. Correct. Yeah. That's our window. That's when we want to go yeah. in. So we'll wait and and wait until no one will be at the back and then have the fog clouds slowly cover our path yeah. and make a, a climbing attempt. Amazing. Perfectly. Uh, you do so. And what is the, the radius of your fog cloud again? The radius? It's a 20-foot radius. Wonderful. All right. Let me see here. Wonderful. Yeah. So you guys w- work your way, um, getting your uh, your fog cloud in position. Um, and the way that it does so, uh, it is now very, very foggy at the uh, kind of like the area between the back of the tower and where one of the walls of the hall would start, uh, the optimized place out of view. You get a feel for the, the cloud is in place and the fog is obscuring. Uh, spilling over into the hall a little bit and wafting in through the cracks of the tower as well. Um, And it's still leaving like a, I'd say like a 15 foot gap of just unfogged place from the shore to the the safety of the fog cloud. Uh, Whoever would like to go first can give me a stealth check to try and run into the fog cloud here. That is going to be a 19. Oh, beautiful. 19. Perfect. And and for you, Jingshan? Uh, mine is a 15. 15. Perfect. That uh, 19 and 15, both of you are able to time it out so that the guard is off, uh, as far away uh, and has no line of sight with you before dashing uh, out of the before dashing out of the swamp water and into the fog cloud. Uh, Within the safety of the fog cloud, your vision is obscured. uh, You can't see anything, but you can hear the rapturous celebration, the beating of the drums. Uh, You can even see like the flicker of the flames and the shadows that it casts in the fog, uh, kind of spilling out of the long hallway. The tower, on the other hand, is silent and uh, still. You are now at the base of the tower between the tower and the hall. What would you all like to do? Let's um, get to the top of the tower and see if they're storing anything up there. Uh, and I will begin to climb uh, the tower. Great. Amazing. And with your freedom of movement, you are easily able to scale up the tower. There is no, um, you know, the, there are uh, plenty of handholds for you to take advantage of uh, as you begin scaling towards the top. And you said it was a 30-foot radius, right? Or uh, 20-foot radius. 20-foot radius, great. Climbing uh, 20 feet, you peek your head out of the fog cloud, and you can <laughs> kind of see into the hall. Uh, let me just describe to you what you see in the hall. Three massive bonfires illuminate the long rectangular hall, casting flickering shadows from the surrounding walls. Lizard folk can be seen dancing, playing instruments, and feeding books to the flames, or taking a bite of charred humanoid remains. At the center of the festivities is the largest of the lizard folk, who wears a feathered cape and a hood made from the split jaw of a coaddle. A group of three captives with tattooed heads and tattered robes are bound together by rusted iron chains and watch the proceedings in terror. 
The dancing reaches a crescendo, and the lizard folk begin to chant a single name in unison. Hosan! 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 The caped lizard folk raises a pink gem-like egg from its pedestal surrounded by plundered coins to the cheers of a rapturous clan. Now, uh, Taika, you do still have uh, about 10 feet left before you get to the top of the tower. Right now, you're just kind of peeking your head okay. across over it, which is letting you peek into the uh, into the ruins there. Um, I think I would still continue to climb to try to get to like a landing or platform of some kind. Yeah. Can you go ahead and give me a stealth check for those last 10 feet? Yeah. Oh, that's a natural 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a total of 32, <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, you are now, um, yeah, you are able to scale up the side of the tower here, uh, and you're able to peek your head around silently and ducking back behind one of these turrets. You see uh, the lookout stationed over there, kind of just doing a lazy lap around the perimeter of the, uh, the top of the tower here. You can see that the tower has an unobstructed view of... Oh, there's a guard on top of the tower. Yes, guard on top of the tower has not noticed uh, Taika yet. Okay. Uh, okay. You also notice that at the center of the tower, uh, there is a large drum uh, with like crossed like femurs on top of it. Uh, the lookout is scanning the area uh, every now and then. He looks kind of more or less like in stasis uh you can also see that there is a trap door with a sliding lock that uh is at the at the uh the, on the floor of the top of the tower here presumably leading downstairs into the tower's body okay perched at the edge of this tower i'm going to cast message to um, nice. uh jing shen and uh i will let them know made it to the top found uh the monks and the egg. There's a guard up here. I need your help. The message is okay. sent. I say, understood. On my way. All right. Um, and I will wait. Perched, I will ready um, one of my short swords. Yeah. Uh, as I wait for Jing Chen to join me. Perfect, Jing Chen. We cut to you. What would you like to do? I will climb up as uh, quickly and quietly as I can. Amazing. Easily enough, able to find uh, plenty of hand and footholds to get you up the tower wall here. Uh, peeking your head above the fog cloud, you also see the scene laid out in the Great Hall. Uh, can you give me a stealth check for your last uh, 10 feet of the tower? Fourteen. Fourteen. Could I uh, assist by sort of moving the fog cloud? I'm trying to like keep it as naturally looking as possible. Yeah. Have it like wisp mm -hmm. up more than like get it. Make yeah, it more narrower like, and longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Can you move fog cloud? Oh, I thought you could. But maybe you can't. <laughs> In which case, uh... I'm realizing you cannot. Oh no! We'll 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 ret we'll retcon the uh the that first cloud to okay. being just there, but yeah, you now you can cast it again. Oh, it is a first level spell slot. 
It will dissipate uh, the first fog cloud. You know, I'm going to hold off right now. I'm going to see how that 14 does. All right. With that 14, uh, Jing Shen, you scramble up uh, and are a loose foot manages to knock some errant uh, crumble off of the tower. However, mm-hmm. due to all the revelry uh, happening just next door, you're able to slide under the passive perception of the uh, lookout. You are now perched atop the tower there as well. That's a risky move, but I want to save my spells. <laughs> all right. Um, you are both uh, kind of like hanging off of the, the lip of the turret tower here. What would you all like to do? Um, just because I'm nervous about speaking within this proximity to this guard, I think I'll message Jing Shen again and say, um, I'll distract this guard, and then I think we should jump them. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, I'm going to uh, cast... Um, uh prestidigitation to create a similar sounding rock fall but on the opposite side so that the lizard yeah. folk will turn in the other direction amazing yeah you do so uh you can hear the footsteps of the lookout uh drawn to this louder uh closer sounding uh crumbling uh he heads over to the far side of of the tower here and you can hear his footsteps fade away a little bit uh both of y'all please go ahead and roll for initiative you will have surprise on our friend here let's do this that is gonna be a 19 19 all right 21 21 sexy i'm i'm enjoying our stealth mission quite a lot usually you have to deal with a paladin who can't sneak around anywhere (laughs) Keep him away from that drum. Mm. All right. So kicking it off here, we were gonna are kicking gonna kick it off with uh, Jing Shen, then Taika, then we'll go back to the top of the order uh, and fold in our lizard folk friend here. Okay. All right. So Jing Shen, what would you like to do? I'm going to. Um, let's see. Can I cover that? Are these five foot squares? Five foot squares. Correct. Okay, it's just a little outside my reach. Um, yeah, it's completely outside my reach. Um, so neither one of us can close the distance in a single round's movement. Well, you could with I cutting actually, action. I could with cutting action. I actually took uh because i thought my character might be a little faster i took the mobile feet oh nice actually 35 feet of movement so i can that's fantastic yeah um so i can close the distance fortunately all right i think what i'm going to do is uh I'm going to use a bonus action to uh, give you bardic inspiration. Nice. Cool. I'm just going to recite a quick little inspiring poem. And then um, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers. Oh, all right. Let's see there. 
Uh, DC 15 wisdom save. Wisdom save. Beautiful. Uh, they got an 18. Or, sorry, 19. Okay, so... Um, they still take half damage. Great. Um, so half of 11, they take five. Five. Beautiful. Excellent. All right. Great. Yeah. Uh, you can, you see the, uh, lizard person begin to clutch, uh, at their ears, uh, on the, where the hand pulls away in the flickering torch, like you can see a little glimmer of blood from where its ears have bled. Anything else? And then finally, I'm going to use my movement to go one, two, three, four, five, six. Beautiful. Nice. Taking cover behind one of the walls to the left of the lizard folk here. You are uh, firmly out of line of sight with it. Um, great. Pass turn. Uh, great. I'm going to head this way. Um, and I would like to get here in between the lizard folk and the drum as you much do as so. possible. Uh, and I'm going to sneak attack. All right. Go ahead and roll to hit. With uh, my short sword drawn. That is going to be, let's see what we get, uh, 15 for a total of 23. 23 hits. Eight. Okay. And then I'm going to do sneak attack. Um, oh, whoops. This one this is going to be 31 points of piercing damage as I sneak up on this lizard folk. Uh, please tell me how you finish off this uh, poor, poor creature. I think just uh, being really as light on my feet as I possibly can, I'm going to like tiptoe up and just like really quickly just puncture my short sword into his back between the scales and pull it out. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. I got him. I got him. He slumps down to the ground dead. Excellent. Great. Uh, you guys are now out of combat here. The lizard folk has been slain. Um, you have uh, the drum uh, is right behind Taika here. Uh, while Jingshan is nearest to the trap door. What would you all like to do now? Okay. Well, first of all, let's move the uh, drumsticks away from the drum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Is there a candle or a torch or anything up here? Yeah, there are uh, three torches uh, kind of equidistant uh, from the from each other, ringing the uh, the tower here. Yeah, I'm gonna like let the drumsticks on fire and put them in a little pile in the corner just so they'll like completely burn away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So the bones crack and splinter in the heat of the flame. Excellent. I mean, people can still hit a drum, but yeah. Well, I was almost wondering, like, is there a way I think I could pierce this drum without making sound, like cut the the skin off of it? Mm. I've uh, never skin. cut a drum, but I imagine it would be a, a pretty silent thing to do. Um. Yeah, go for it. It, 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 would, it would make noise when the the blade pierced the skin. I think. Yeah. Okay. Let's say. Go ahead and roll. You'd have to roll a sleight of hand for it. I'd say if you rolled a ten or higher, uh, you'd be able to do it quietly. Ooh, sleight of hand. Ooh, I do have good sleight of hand. I don't know that. I don't know. I'm really. I don't want to risk. I think Taika is the, is thinking about it. But then just imagines accidentally making too much noise and having all of the lizard folk know exactly where they are and is going to withdraw his blade and move over to the uh, to the door. 
amazing and creak it open imagine you just completely flubbing that role and just playing the entirety of like a whole <laughs> metal <laughs> yeah you just do a whole <laughs> amazing yeah uh great you step away from the drum uh and y'all are both uh near to the door here what would y'all like to do i'll uh as carefully and quietly as possible uh and maybe call out for Jingxian, help me with this door a bit and I lift it up and try to just peek in to see if there's a way down is there a room under here does this drop all the way to the yeah. hall or like what are we dealing with great you I'll, slide I'll up okay awesome uh easily enough you're both able to slide the uh sliding lock off of the of the door here um and it creaks on squeaky hinges uh, a little bit as you're able to look down and there are uh, a little bit of a spiral staircase uh, at the bottom of which you can uh, it's not like the bottom bottom of it but you can kind of see that the staircase opens up into a room uh, around the curve of it you can see the flicker of uh, candlelight from inside that room um, how far down is it looks to be like maybe like a little 10 foot spiral uh, the stairs are about 5 feet uh, wide how high up off the ground are we Y'all are both 30 feet off the ground. Okay. Okay. So maybe it's uh, like 40, 45 feet into the hall down below? It could be in the, in the, maybe like going down at an angle into the middle part. It won't, it won't deposit you into the, uh, into the hall from everything that you've seen around the exterior. No, 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 no. I mean, from the, from the top of the tower looking down since oh, it has yeah. no roof. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to, I'm just trying to get a beat on distance. Absolutely. Yeah. You can kind of see it, that it is about like 45 feet, uh, from the hall. Uh, that, that, that would put you like at probably like the midpoint of the hall of the hall. Okay. From the base of the tower. Um, Jingshan, how are you with uh, ranged weapons? Are you... Uh, I don't use clever? them. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't really either. <laughs> I could if I needed to, but... Um, I was thinking I'd have to see if my capabilities are up to snuff that I could get close to those monks and at least cut them free by casting Disguise Self and looking like one of the lizard folk at least to get close perhaps close enough to that um egg as well but it would cause a lot of um uh, ruckus oh and oh the other thing that we want is treasure because <laughs> i need to pay off some debts so we can <laughs> find some loot while we're here as well that'd be good um I think I'd like to make sure that there are no surprises that might come running out of this tower. Mm, I agree. This also seems to be the most likely place where treasure other than that egg might be kept. Mm, mm -hmm. So I think maybe we should search this tower, make sure that there's nobody inside it who will bother us, and then go mm. back up to the roof if we can. Yeah. All right. I might have a way of... Uh, how long is the hall? The hall? Let me check my notes here. I guess I do 
you know, now that I'm realizing it, I do have my, my short bow, so I could provide cover from above if needed. The hall is about 30 feet wide and 60 feet long. One of these 30-foot sides being the one that uh, is a couple of feet uh, away from the uh, the tower here. Okay, 30 by 60, so that's a little bit too long to nail the whole place with hypnotic pattern. Ooh. <laughs> Though you are they all bunched up listening to a speech by the leader, so maybe they're all towards one side of it. Not so much. After you saw um the the kind of the dancing of the largest of the of the lizard folk, uh you surmise is called uh San. Uh everyone kind of like broke out into some dancing again. The egg was put on its pedestal um in front of the chained up prisoners. Uh, at nearest, uh, kind of like the, between the two bonfires that are roaring in here. Okay. Well, perhaps what you can cover with that, I could cover with a bit of bit of fog to cover our uh, movement. If we can get close enough, mm. I could cast compulsion to force. Um, to force all of them in one half of the hall to pack themselves into the other half mm. and then cast Ooh. hypnotic pattern on that half. Yeah. I like that plan. Yeah. But and for context, you all do see that there are like 12 lizard folk in their total, including uh, uh, Husan. Okay, 12. Okay. 12, huh? That's that's, uh, that's actually that's uh, much fewer than I thought. Um, that is okay. So twelve plus the boss. Now uh, going back to the backstory is is the boss the shaman or is the boss supported by the shaman? There is a boss supported by a shaman. Uh, the the Quaddle didn't have much information on who the shaman was or what they're like. Uh, so we down, have to be ready for them. Can we see anyone who looks shaman-like from our vantage point here on the tower? Uh, go the ahead one with the egg. Did that seem like the boss or the shaman? That was the biggest of the of the ones that you've seen. Uh, clad mostly in like uh, like just tattered uh, clothes and whatnot. Uh, it, it is noticeably larger than all the other ones. Michael, go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay. That is going to be another natural 20. <laughs> yes. For a total of 25. Yeah, you're looking around. You notice that a lot of these guys, uh, they have their like their uh, spears and their shields up against the wall uh, resting. Uh, you do notice one of them that is covered in uh, war paint. And it, it's not carrying any big uh and any like big weapons with it um but it is uh a little bit slinkier than the other than the other ones um with your 25 perception you are able to see a gleam of iron uh a key around its neck um and it is this this one has in the entire time you've been observing this has not moved away from the uh from the prisoners who are chained together uh, and chained to the wall. Uh, and they're the chained center. at the near end to the tower or the far end? They are chained uh, in the middle of the hall 
for, for far from the tower. Okay. 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 Well, that one looks like it has an air of authority about it. That might be the shaman, I think. So, if we do get into a tussle, we should take care of that one quickly. Um, let's clear out this tower and then see where our luck falls. Yeah. Uh, and I'll start to sneak down the steps. Great, amazing. Uh, as you're, you head down the steps, uh, the stairs coil around. Uh, Jingshen, do you follow? Yes, I do. Amazing. Jingshen, before you uh, take a look down the steps there, you are able to see that the guards that are, uh, the one that's patrolling the perimeter has now switched places with the one that was waiting at the base of the tower, and it is uh, now that one is lapping. And you okay, head but down. But they're still groundbound. Yeah, they're still both on the ground, yeah. Uh, and you head down into the belly of the tower. What you see after coming down this uh, short, like, ten foot of spiraling staircase is a squalid room. Half of it separated by a large wooden cage that's just been built into the uh, into the walls here. Um, the inside of the cage is smelly and squalid, and there's all manner of ick in there as well. It's also empty. The door to the cage is open. What would you all like to do? Oh, and also the stairs continue to wind further down. Further down, uh, if you choose to venture that way. Um, and Jingshan, are we still feeling fairly free to move about? How long does uh, freedom of movement last? Lasts an hour. Oh yeah, okay. you guys. This has been like ten minutes. Okay, yeah, because that would help us if we're darting through that room to uh, not be grappled or anything like that. Um, cool. Do you think um, this is where they keep the prisoners who are in the pits right now? That is what I would surmise. Um, is there any... Yeah, like looking into the um, cage, I don't think I go into the cage, but looking into it, does it look like there's some sort of beast or creature that they keep in here? Or does it look more like humanoid? Yeah, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Okay. That's a three, but with my plus 11, it's a 14. <laughs> With that 14, <laughs> you trip through the uh, through the cage. Uh, and looking around, you can see that there are, uh, like, human feces. Okay, that, I was Humanoid ask, feces. What poop like, is in here? Is it feces or some kind of beast? It looks to be pretty humanoid in okay. shape and consistency. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I sort of... Oh, didn't need to know about the consistency. Um, uh, it's humanoid. It smells like my Uncle Jerry, actually, after a bender. But, oh, okay, let's move on. Yeah, great. Uh, do you want to uh, head down the stairs more? Uh, yeah, I think we'll continue moving. Amazing. You um, maybe, maybe stealthily uh, oh, for this yeah, next yeah, yeah. stretch. Yeah, give me uh, stealth checks from the lot of you. Oh, nice. 31. <laughs> well, that's just another 14 for me, so. Amazing. I'll let that, you, are... As soon as I notice my feet are, are falling a little loudly, I'll, I'll let Taika go ahead of me okay. some. Taika leads the way uh, with their quiet, quiet footsteps. Uh, and you both come into a room where the floor is just mud. It seems like maybe these stairs in times past would have spiraled further down and into other parts of this abandoned stone keep but 
in this current age, it is just a mud floor. Around the room, you see that there are different stations for the processing of prey, the tanning of hides, and other artisanal needs that the uh, that the clan of lizard folk require. You can see that there are several of these half-made bone wind chimes that you had seen at the at the edge of the tree line earlier. Um, and amongst all of this, you also notice uh, like kind of crates. Uh, they they look newer. They they gleam with like kind of very nicely polished wood, uh, except for the tops of them, which have been bashed in splintered wood, uh, contrasting with the nice ordinateness of it. Um, inside of these chests, you can see uh, several items. Jingshen, I think you were right that they're keeping their found treasure here, and I'd like to go through and. Uh... See what items might fit nicely in my pocket without it affecting my ability to sneak about. <laughs> yeah, rifling through the loot, uh, you're able to find that a lot of it is uh, like gleaming statues uh, with uh, like little like rubies in their eyes and other gems. You're able to find uh, a set of two of these uh, that you believe will be quite valuable, uh, especially if sold together. Um, you also find uh, about a smattering of copper coins, about like two two bags worth of them. Um, you know, feeling it about, it's definitely in the realm of like, I don't know, I'd say probably like 200 copper coins in each uh, sack. Probably okay. not yeah. worth the weight. Yeah, not worth the weight or the um, potential for jingling. Uh, so I think I'll just take the two statues and sort of neatly pack them yeah. in my pack. And I'll message, uh, since uh, if Jing Shen was staying back a little bit, uh, message like, I found uh, some valuables that I think will help make this trip worthwhile. Uh, and I'll neatly pack them in my pack and head back up. There doesn't seem to be a way to exit A good here, deed right? is always worthwhile. Mm. That you do see one way to exit, which is a uh, crack in the wall, which is covered by uh, a heraldry banner. You saw this uh, same crack. Ah, so this is where, okay, okay. Now, th is that at ground level? This is ground level, yes. This is so. ground level. Okay. Is there any kind of uh, break or or window in the, uh, in the level of the keep above us? Yeah, I'd say there is one. It wouldn't be on the cake excuse me, on the cage side, but there is one that would be lar like a crack that would be large enough for a medium-sized creature to squeeze through. Is it on the hall side? Could we get to the hall from that crack? Mm. Or do we need to exit the tower to get to the hall? I'm imagining that the way this... Uh, oh, that's hall... right, because there's a gap between them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I would imagine in, in, the, in this one that that, hall, that hole would be on the side of uh, facing the crack. It would be kind of maybe, I guess, to the left of the stairs that you descended down. We could quickly try to dispatch. Oh, it would be. So So even though even though we couldn't just step outside and be in the hall, we could see the hall from there. We could potentially, if we were acrobatic in nature, make a leap from that crack down into the hall? Absolutely, yeah. All right. 
I'm formulating a plan here. Okay. Uh, but what what do what do you have in mind? Well, my only thought was, uh, uh, perhaps we should dispatch the guards that are waiting outside. I could take one out and pull it into this room, and then do the same to the other when it comes by. Um, but uh, maybe the trouble isn't worth it. Could sound the alarm I think I would prefer to have the alarm sounded by our deeds rather than by their voices mm, yes I, I agree um, let's now you said you have a short bow I do have a short bow yes I could provide you cover if you think you can um, uh if you shot from an unobtrusive position, do you if think I was you could? The tower, uh, do you I do think you could hit the uh, the big one? Um, that's a great question. Do I think uh, that the I could hit eighty feet? What's that's your uh, maximum optimum range? Uh, yeah. Let me see. My here. full range is uh, three twenty, but I'd be shooting at disadvantage. Oh, yeah. 80 feet would easily cover if you were at the top of the tower or even on the second floor murder hole. Um, you would be able to to have full optimum range uh, within that. Anything outside of that, of course, would be at disadvantage. Um, but yeah, it would span the area from the, the edge of the tower through to the uh, end of the hall, the far end of the hall, and you know maybe a little, a couple feet beyond that. I um, yes, I could provide you cover, Jing Shen, um, from the top of the tower with my bow, and uh, hopefully be obscured enough and be able to duck and dodge enough to get some heavy hits on them. Um, do you? But that would leave you going in alone. It would. And I don't difficult care for, for that much. Quickly. But... I can hold the group down potentially with hypnotic pattern. Mm -hmm. I mean, also, if I can get... Which, in... would, which would hopefully allow us to isolate the big one so that you could have a clear shot. It would mm -hmm. also keep them from interfering. Yes. But 12 is a lot. 12 is a lot to hit. And I almost wonder if... There are only two of us. There are only two of us. I wonder if we free the monks first, and then I make a dash for the egg, and we try to get out of here. And more go for a retreat than a... Um, take. I have another idea. I love your ideas. You're full of ideas tonight. Oh, what is it? I could go down to the ground floor. Mm -hmm. Before I go on, do you by any chance have the ability to make yourself invisible? I don't have the ability to make myself invisible. I do have disguise self. So I could potentially make myself look like a short lizard, lizard folk. That's helpful. Yes. <laughs> a young <laughs> little tween twerp that they picked up. Alright, so I have a combination here. I could cast Mislead 
and send an illusory double of myself out in the Ooh. open. And then cast Enthrall so that their attention is fixated on entirely on the double. Mm. Mislead requires concentration, but Enthrall does not. Okay. So, um, I could send my double into the hall and get them to chase me out of the hall. Mm-hmm. Giving you an opportunity to deal with the guards, free the prisoners. Yep. And there I've... is there is a small I've... problem with this plan, which is that the big one might take the egg with him. I wonder if it's still worth trying to chase him down afterwards. Um perhaps. Perhaps I could go for him first, if everyone else is distracted, assuming that he would not charge in and let his minions do the work for him, but I don't know that he's that kind of a folk. Ooh, you know, here's the thing. If he is distracted, I could try to swipe it from a distance. I do have... Uh, an extra hand, and I cast Mage Hand, and uh, uh, a, a puff of smoke and like a, a purple hand emerges out of it. Uh, yeah, and I, um, drawing you know an, an extra dagger from the back, my back sheath or something like that. I do have an extra hand. If I got close enough, and he's distracted, I could try to swipe it. Do you think we should take care of this handful of guards around the tower first? Well, now wait. Uh, of the two who were relieved, did they go into the hall? Or they are they did. still here? They went yes. into the hall. So there are only two around only two the outside. tower, and we can take care of them one at a time. We can take care of them one at a time, which I would imagine. I still have... How do, How long does Bardic Inspiration last? Um, Because I didn't have minutes. to use it for that last attack, so I probably still have it. I'm feeling rather inspired still. Yeah. I think I could get another attack off on this one. All right. Why don't we uh, why don't we use the cover of the um, why don't we use the cover of the heraldry banner to try to take out the one that's there. Um, wait for wait for one of them to begin a circuit. Yeah. Um, because it can't take little... them that long. It can't take them more than a minute to go around. Um, wait for one of them to, to go around the corner out of sight. Get the one that stayed behind. Um, and then start heading around uh, the other direction in the tower and meet the other one on the other side where it won't make as much noise. I agree. I, I agree completely. Uh, Amazing. And we'll uh, move to either side of... Or I'll move to one of the sides of the crack with the banner. Yeah, so you peek out of the banner uh, and stealthily watching, you see the uh, you see one of the lizard folk finish their lap uh, and tag the other one in as the one who has just finished walking takes his turn at the base of the tower and the other one begins his journey around. Uh, so shortly enough, within you know fifteen seconds or so, he disappears out of sight, uh, going around 
clockwise around the tower. As soon as he does, we strike. Great. Uh, both of you go ahead and roll for initiative. Ooh. It's going to be only a nine, nine on me. 18 okay. for me. And since y'all were both hidden, you have surprise on uh, this bad boy right here. Uh, and he's like 15 feet from the door. Uh, Taika, you get the first move here. What? Oh, and sorry, Jingxian, what was your initiative? Nine? Mine was only a nine. Nine, perfect. Awesome. So Taika, you get the first move. Then we go to Jingxian back at the top uh, right. afterwards. To roll I will roll to hit. That is going to be uh, 16 to hit. 16 hits. Uh, go ahead and roll damage that sneak attack damage that is going to be uh 23 points of piercing damage the lizard folk struggles uh for a second as you sink uh your short sword into them they gurgle for a little bit before slumping to the ground dead all right uh that's action i still have my movement um and my bonus action i think i'm going to use uh both to try to catch up to the other uh oh maybe i don't want to get as i don't want to get right up to him um, and don't get too far ahead of me yes i think i'll i think i'll just go 30 feet in the, in pursuit of the next lizard. yeah you could uh you could cut between the tower and the hall like a little gap between them that's still fog clouded actually you know what don't worry about it because um i can dash I've got my whole action ahead of me. So if you want to use cunning action to, to get a little farther, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I'll use my whole action. I think we're trying to go as far away from the hall as possible is where we're trying to catch him. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, so you do so. You get uh, your, uh, you're able to get into your place, uh, Taika, here. Um, and we'll pass it off to uh, Jing Shen. Uh, I will follow. Great, yeah, y'all both do so. You can see that the other lizard folk uh, is completely unaware of uh, the little assassination on his guard buddy there. And he is currently on the face of the tower furthest away from the hall. So you've got the, uh, you got the lizard folk, then the tower, uh, and then between the hall and, or sorry, and then after that, the fog cloud, and after that, the tower. Excellent. Um, he is completely unawares right now. Uh, let me go ahead and just roll up, give myself a new little lizard guy to play with here. Nice. All right. Let's see. Boom. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and this guy will say uh, is going to be on the very, very top of the map here. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I will attempt to dispatch him as quickly and quietly as possible. Amazing. Great. Go ahead and roll to hit. That is going to be a uh, 12. I will use my Bardic Inspiration die right here, which is a D8. That's a D10. Right? D10. Ooh, D10. That's excellent. For a total of, uh, that's an additional uh, 8 points, so an unnatural 20. Bastard 20 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. That is going to be, I think, a pretty good hit with Sneak Attack. 28 points of piercing damage. Yeah, how would you like to slay this lizard folk? I think just quietly getting right up behind him, uh, drawing my uh, short sword quickly to his throat and just slicing cleanly across his throat. A nice, clean slice, and he is dead. All right. Oh, oh, oh that worked pretty well. Uh, and I think he'll uh, Taika will start to drag the body into the 
<laughs> tower just so there aren't bodies laying out and about for people to see amazing yeah y'all both uh in time uh drag these bodies into the tower pulling into its ground floor uh artisanal cave areas <laughs> well so far so good um great now for the difficult plan <laughs> um now for the crowd yes so you're You've got your spell that you think you can distract most of them. Your two spells. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I'm quick enough, I can try to either engage um, the boss or swipe the egg if he's distracted and get in and free the monks. Which will also cause some distraction. I mean, there's no making them invisible. Now, is it worthwhile for me to go in as a slightly short of statured lizard folk and try to get close or just stay out of trouble until I have a good line of sight? What do you think? Mm, I almost think it's better for me to stay in the shadows and just dart once I'm, once I once they're distracted. Would you prefer that I use the compulsion and enthrall? I'm sorry, the compulsion and hypnotic pattern plan or the mislead and enthrall plan? I guess the nice thing about the hypnotic pattern is we might be able to get out of here without... Uh, if we are able to get the monks out and swipe the egg while they're distracted or dazed, we might be able to get out of here without much of a fight, which could be helpful. Um, so I'm I'm almost inclined to try that one, but then if it goes wrong, we're in um, bigger trouble. Because, hmm. um, and remind me, hypnotic pattern will essentially make them dazed, right? They won't be able to take their action. Right, they just stand there staring at the pretty. Yeah. Um, Love the pretty. Pretty. Now the big one will probably realize, I wouldn't assume that these spells are going to affect the big one the same way they affect the others. And it is also possible that some of the others might not be affected. But that's a problem with everything here. And we have to be careful of that shaman, too. I don't know if they'll be able to dispel any of your tricks. Um, now, wait. Or... The, bi the big one and the shaman are both here? Uh, yes. I believe I saw the shaman over by the monks. And then the big one was up holding an egg. Celebrating oh, okay. The big okay. Okay. Yeah. That complicates things. We have to deal with both of them, which could be problematic. Um Hmm. The shaman is definitely a priority for yes. elimination, though. Uh, here's what I think we should do. Okay. There's going to be a lot of spell slots, but uh, I think mislead and enthrall. Okay. I'm going to send the duplicate right into the midst of them. Nice. And I'm going to park the duplicate right next to the shaman 
Okay. Okay. That should give you two different ways of getting the sneak attack damage. So I think I think you should just try to take out the shaman as fast as possible. Okay. They won't know what's going on. If if right. even if they penetrate the illusion, they won't know what's going on. Okay. And we won't be in the room just yet. So I think we should be up on the um up on the second floor mm-hmm. ready to jump down and, and pull some stuff. Um and I think we really need to keep an eye on that egg and see what the big one does with it. I almost wonder if you can draw their attention. I can sneak around to the doorway right by the shaman and perhaps just leap out and stab him while he's distracted. Um, so I can be on a lower level if you're ready to jump down and assist. Yeah, okay, okay. That works. Um, right. So I, all right, I'll, I'll be ready then, and I'll message you when I'm in position. Um, right, cool. <clears throat> and I'm gonna. So you're gonna be trying to get into position uh, on the far side of the hall near one of the cracks in the walls that is nearest to the shaman. Uh, whereas uh, Jing Shen, you are gonna be starting out at the tower on the second floor, ready right. to cr- right. cr- jump out of the crack in that wall and into the the area of the hall yeah amazing so jeng shen uh as you get into position there you are able to get up to the second floor uh the little crack uh in the in the wall there facing the hall is just above the the smoke and mist of the fog cloud so you can kind of very easily see over that and have an angled view into long hall um you are in position uh can you, Taiga, give me a stealth check, please. Yes, I would love to. That is going to be a 23. Yeah, with that nice 23, you are able to get yourself in position, pressed up against the wall, uh, just shy of the crack, where you can see the shadows and flickering flames of the jubilant celebration win. Um, okay. Wonderful. What would you all like to do? Since things are about to pop off, I'm going to cast mirror image on myself. Nice. And then I will message um, uh, Jing Shen and say, I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Uh, I cast mislead. So I'm now concentrating on that. And uh, I'm going to uh, stand in the, uh, I'm going to stand in the crack where I can watch what's going on. I'm not going yeah. to be uh, I'm not going to be using the senses of my double. I'm going to be watching from above and controlling the double from above. Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to have the double do a an acrobatic flip roll stand up into the hall. I'm going to say in... Uh, oh, I don't speak Draconic. That would have been fun if I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just in common. A simple farmer celebrating the harvest. <laughs> uh, I, the, the, the double is going to roll, stand up, and do a deep bow facing the big lizard folk. Oh, amazing. And... Uh, 
say, My Lord, I come to sing your praises to all assembled. And I'm doing big grand gestures with my arms. Um, and then uh, I'm going to uh, draw my swords from both scabbards and just start doing a dance with the scab with the swords um, as I and 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 punctuate it with sword swing gestures as I talk about all of the enemies he felled to achieve this peerless victory. Please uh, roll a performance check for me. Nineteen. Nineteen. Nice. Amazing, yeah. With that 19, your uh, your illusory self jumps into the hall, displaying this elaborate sword dance, regaling the lizard folk with the tales of uh, Husan's, uh, or regaling the lizard folk with Husan's conquests and exploits. Uh, your performance is so good; it buys uh, a moment of complete bewilderment and enrapturement by the lizard folk for a brief moment they are enthralled not sure what to do uh, okay and then and i'm going to use that moment to actually cast enthrall on the uh on the entire hall because uh i can cast that on um uh all creatures of my choice that i can see within range and that can hear me and they're hearing the, the double nice so they all have to make DC 15 wisdom saves. Ooh, all right, all right. Uh, we're going to kick off from the uh, top of the hall nearest to the tower here. Uh, we got four lizard folk around this first bonfire. Uh, and you said wisdom save? Wisdom save, DC 15. All right. First one of these guys fails. I'm gonna try to uh, if they can't be charmed they succeed automatically. I think that will probably only possibly apply to the shaman. All right, wonderful. Um, let me go ahead and roll three more for the first group clustered around the first campfire here. Oh yeah, none of these guys succeed. Uh, they are all enthralled by you. Uh, nice. We move on now to the folks gathered around the second bonfire, which includes two common list of folk, uh, as well as Hussan, the pillager, and the shaman. Uh, whiz saves coming around. Uh, the lizard king, or sorry, the lizard queen, Hussan, she rolled a nine. The shaman, oh my goodness, uh, rolled a four. The other two lizard oh! folk near nice. them. Oh, nice. Uh, they rolled a 14 and a two, respectively. Uh, and, and you said this, uh, the DC was 15. Yeah. So, so far you've gotten both clusters of bonfires completely, uh, enthralled here as we pass over to the last, uh, bonfire at the far end of yeah, the island close. here. Uh, we got a nine, a seven and two that will succeed at uh, a 19 and a 17. So all but two of these uh, lizard folk are uh, enthralled by you. Okay, uh, that means they have disadvantage on any check to perceive Taika. 
Lord Almighty. Okay, any check to perceive Tega. Beautiful. Uh, great. Yeah, they are all enthralled in this moment. Is that the only condition uh, of the spell? Can they, uh, would they still be able to attack uh, if they wanted to? Uh, yes, that is the only condition. So they are not. They're not charmed. They can. They can still attack dancing me if they want to, but uh, but they are a disadvantage to notice Taika. All right. Awesome. I'm just gonna really quickly, for my sake, notate all the guys here who are enthralled. Might be better to note the ones that aren't. <laughs> right. You know, for real. <laughs> Alright, everyone go ahead and roll for initiative, please. Let's do this. Oh, 21 for me. That's a 7 for me. Hopefully have a surprise round, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Alright, uh, so I, I'll, I'll say the real Jingshen, yeah, you have a surprise round because no one has seen you. Uh, I don't know how that will correlate to your, I guess that means, yeah, since they are illusory self is controlled by you. They'd be nice and fine. Uh, yeah, Taika, and you'll get to go, uh, and then we'll loop back to the top and go through our uh, enthralled lizard book. So, okay. Jing Shen, uh, please kick it off for us. What would you like to do? Okay, uh, so I'm going to have the double continue uh, dancing and uh, making up stories of, of Husan's greatness while I climb down uh, from my place in the tower and start working mm -hmm. my way around to the crack behind Husan. Ooh, amazing. Across the hall from the monks. I'd say that that'd be like 20 feet of movement to get up and out of the tower, and then you'd have like 10 feet to get you like into this little crevasse. Um, and you can use your action dash, maybe? Yes, I can. Awesome, so that'd be 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'd say, yeah, you'd be probably about, uh, let me switch over to the actual thing that clicks. I'd say, yeah, you'd be about uh, on the far side of the 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 top of the, uh, just coming out of the little hallway between the, the tower and the hall. Uh, you would still are about 30 feet from the entrance proper to the, the large hall, uh, which is the entrance closest to Hustan, the pillager. Uh, great, amazing. That will go ahead and pass turn now to Taika. Taika, what would you like to do? Uh, yeah, uh, drawing both of my swords, I'm going to step out here and I'm going to attack the uh, the mage uh, that is just into the door. Yeah, go ahead and roll to hit. All right. Come on. Oh! Oh! Hey, that is a critical failure, but your boy's lucky. And I'm going to use that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, let's try that again. That's much better. That is a 23 to hit. Um, 23 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Excellent. Excellent. That is going to be 27 points of piercing damage. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, that is... On my guy right here, 27 points of piercing damage. Yeah, please talk about how you slit this lizard folk shaman's throat. Um, I pretty much do exactly that. I think being nervous that he might cast a spell, I'm gonna like... <laughs> I think I stab him through the back of the neck. Yeah. And it just like... Ooh. 
tip of my sword juts out the front of his throat and I'll uh, retract my blade. You do so, the blood uh, kind of pouring out of his neck hole and onto the uh, little chain on which he carries the large metal key. Uh, okay. Yeah, that guy's dead. Um, now, have I seen what has bound the monks? Are they bound with rope? Are they bound with... Um... Uh, they are bound with chain. They are chained to each other uh, with metal chains uh, oh. and chained to the wall as well. And, and the Kusan has the key, doesn't she? Or does the shaman have the key? The shaman was the one who had the uh, rope uh, around its neck, or the the little necklace with the key around its neck. You do okay. so. You okay. grab, you okay. grab that uh, that key. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I will grab the key, and um, I couldn't use my bonus action to untie one of these to unlock one of these monks, could I? Mm, I'd say it'd be an action to use your key. Okay, then I'm gonna come here. Um, they're chained, so they're chained together and to the wall. Yes. Um, where are they chained to the wall? Uh, On the, the near side to me, or the far side? It seems like the the two people they're kind of lined up uh, in a row against the wall. One of them uh, is chained, like the one on the far right is chained to the wall by uh, chain. Um, like a little bit of slack and the other one on the left is also changed to a wall and then they're all chained to each other so the one in the middle is only chained to the other two people okay then I'm going to use the rest of my movement to come here and I'm going to get ready to um, unchain the one nearest me amazing great with that we'll go ahead and go back to the top of the order uh, Jing Shen what would you like to do uh, so my illusory double now concludes her performance by saying, All praise to Husan, the greatest of fools, who now has no one wise to advise her. And my double is going to run past Husan out through the crack on that side. Ooh, where, okay. Where I can see anyone who runs out and follows the double uh and i myself am going to go forward 30 feet and stand just at the outside of the crack and i'm going to use my uh reaction i'm sorry i'm, I'm going to use the ready action to ready an attack against husan if she comes out amazing great uh, you do so. Your your uh, double uh, runs through the whole crowd, uh, exiting uh, through the crack there. You are laying in wait, ready to attack. Uh, wonderful. With that, we'll go ahead and pass turn to the lizard folks who are enthralled, uh, kicking it off with this first one here who is going to roar uh, and run around the, around the fire uh, and is going to go and chase the illusory double uh, out here. Uh, in this context, uh, Jing Shen, would your uh, action trigger? Uh, no, because I'm specifically waiting for Husan, and I am invisible. Part, oh, yes, yes, you're right. Uh, can they take... Is there, like, a thing they can do to, to see if you're... Uh, can they do, like, a perception check to see if your uh, mislead is real, or... Uh, there is no... There's nothing given in the description of the spell. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say they take that as real. So he's going to go ahead and try to make an attack on it. Um, 
swinging his uh, spiked shield into the illusory double, uh, his javelin again, both clearly going through, uh, going through the the double here. Uh, it's gonna. I use... should just clarify: my double moves at twice my speed, so okay. uh, the double could have actually gone sixty feet, not just thirty. Oh, wonderful. Uh, here, take a look at this little green uh, cube here. Go ahead and move it where you think your uh, double would be, should be able to that around there. Like over Excellent. there. Oh, great. Amazing. Yeah, so this guy's going to go straight, uh, use his action to uh, dash in that case, uh, so he can get uh, into the water next to the uh, illusory double. Passing turn to the next lizard folk who is going to do the same, using their action to dash up and out of the uh the cave here and into the water or the hall and into the water as we pass turn now to taika oh uh taika will unchain um yeah we'll unchain one of the the one side of the monks amazing great one of these monks is unchained uh the one on the far left is still tethered to the wall by this uh large chain i will use my movement to get over there and i will be ready to uh unchain the other side amazing um and i don't think there's anything i can really do with my bonus action so i think that's gonna be it for right now all right um actually maybe i would say if i have enough movement 5 10 15 20 25 30 35 i would split around the opposite way and take uh the bonus action hide great so i'm out of sight Smart. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you are hidden and out of sight. Uh, as we pass turn now to the next of these lizard folk, uh, who are going to, uh, uh, these guys are going to go ahead and try and chase you out of the hole uh, in the wall that you went out of. So using its action to dash, uh, it'll come out here uh, and see you uh, once it is on the other side. Oh, sorry. Can you roll a stealth check just to see if it does see? I would love to roll a stealth check for your hide action. That is going to be a 20, unnatural 20. Yeah, you are like hidden in one of, under one of these like lean-tos that's sprouting off of the of the hall wall here on the outside. Nice. Uh, and you are able to kind of nestle yourself in where this guy does not see you. Uh, as we pass turn now to the one lizard folk who isn't enthralled, <laughs> or one of the two, pardon. Uh, and that guy is going to try and chase uh, the illusory double using his action to dash until he is up against it. <laughs> With that, we are going to pass turn now to another one of these enthralled ones. This one is going to take take the little crack, uh, go out through the crack in the wall that you're hiding the nearest, uh, Taika. Uh, going around, it's going to see its lizard folk brethren. <clears throat> they both look at each other in confusion. Uh, this guy's going to take his action to search. Oh, nice. That guy's pressed as flatly as he can in a little ball in the dark spot of this with wall. a 17 oh and disadvantage at this as well uh with a 17 uh it does not see you and it begins to kind of like look around the area um we'll pass turn again to another one of these enthralled ones uh who are, is again dashing uh into the water so uh, they're now surrounding the illusory double on uh on three sides uh essentially as we go back to another one of these enthralled guys out of the crack that Taika is nearest, all taking the search action to see you. At disadvantage with the 16, they do not see you. Final, uh, Another one of these enthralled guys coming out, dashing. 
finishing up this nice little gang up on the illusory double as we come now to Husan, the Lizard Queen. Uh, and she is going to follow her uh, clan members out, uh, out through the crack where Jing Shen is lying in wait. Jing Shen, uh, the Lizard Queen has come within melee range of you. What would you like to do? All right. Um, uh, you know, I was... I was going to uh, ready my attack for when she came out, but now I'm reconsidering that, and I'm going to decline to use my readied action. Amazing. Okay. Great. So Husan is able to... Let's see, five... Uh, yeah. She is going to go into the water uh, and using her action to dash, she's going to get onto the far side of the uh, illusory mm. double. So now they are like ganged up on it on all four sides. Um, that will consume the action as we go to another uh, enthralled one. That was a mistake one. on my part. Okay. Uh, the enthralled one is going to go out to the side where uh, Taika is hiding. Uh, it is at the far end of the of the hall here. So it is uh, one of the farthest ones from Taika as it is going to try and make that perception check to see with disadvantage it rolled an 18 the first time and uh, a 15 all uh, the next time uh, so it is not going to see you as we go now to one of these that isn't enthralled who is going to follow in pursuit uh, coming from the far end of the hall uh, out onto Taika's side of the island uh, and it is going to take its action to search with a 21 it locates you Oh. It is able to see your footprints and follow them to the lean-to uh, that you are on. Uh, it is going to try and send a sailing javelin uh, in your direction, Taika, uh, okay. with a not good 12 to hit. That is not going to hit. As we go back to the top of the order, Jiang Shen, what would you like to do? You are uh, first of all, curse my luck for, for not using my reaction when I had the chance. That was... Um, okay. Um, I am going to, since my double is surrounded, I'm going to, uh, move myself 10 feet to the south. Great. Uh, placing me within 30 feet of all five of the lizard folk that ran out this side. Yeah. Nice. But not Husan. And I am going to drop mislead. So my uh, my double vanishes. I appear. Mm -hmm. They are all still enthralled by me. Beautiful. And I cast fear on all five oh, of the lizard folk. Everyone. Ooh, excellent all of them except for Husan, right? All of them except for Husan. Amazing. Wisdom 15 saving throw. Alright, starting from the top of the cluster here. Is that infected anything? Does enthrall infect that at all? Uh, uh, no, no, it doesn't I affect it two guys at the top one succeeds with a 17 the other one fails with the two 
the one, the other two to the south, or sorry, the other three to the south. Roll. Uh, a 16, a 5, and an 18. So only one of them will be, uh, will have fear, uh, will be frightened, correct? Correct. All right. And one of those guys at the top. Beautiful. So that will be uh, two out of the five frightened. Okay. Hey, that helps. Uh, anything else with your turn, Jingshan? Um, there's nothing else for me to do at the moment, so. All right. On to these enthralled lizard folk. Let's see. Uh, the first one is going to start, uh, make a beeline towards you, closing the gap uh, rather quickly, coming in with a... Uh, butt of its spiked shield with a uh, 23 to hit that dealing is. 8 points of piercing damage followed up by a javelin stab uh, with a 22 to hit for 7 points of piercing damage passing turn again uh, we go to one of these frightened lizard folk just remind myself what Frightened does. Uh, disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while you are within line of sight and can't willingly move closer to the source of his fear. Uh, amazing. So this guy's going to come and get on up out of the water? Uh, because of the effects of the fear spell, oh, they must spell also way. take the dash action and move away from me by the safest available route. Amazing. Um, and they drop whatever they're holding. Great, this Ooh. this guy drops uh, his javelin and his shield and in absolute fear runs deeper into the water. Um, this is the uh, bank of the island that is uh, further away from the, uh, from the, um, what do you call it? It's furthest from the smaller island. Uh, from hang on, a, hang on a second, hang oh, on yeah. a second. I have to make two uh, con saves here to see if I maintained concentration oh, on fear. true, true. Good catch. I made the first with a 12, and I made the second with an 11. Amazing. Nice. Perfect. The spell stays. Uh, as this guy, yeah, just dashed 30 feet straight into water, um, kind of going towards the dark banks of the swamp hole. Passing turn now to Taika. Uh, yes, I'm going to 5, 10, 15 just worm my way around this wall i will unlock the monks yeah you do so and i say run <laughs> uh that is they look at you and say which way uh i point to oh that's a great question um <laughs> uh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> is there um the so to the left of the wall uh okay. On the other side of the wall to your left, upon which the uh, monks have their backs to, are five lizard folk uh, that had been previously searching for Taika, uh, as well as the two entrances on either side of these monks. Uh, across them is the other exit of the hall, uh, through which is uh, Jingshen uh, and five other lizard folk, as well as uh, Husan, the lizard queen. Okay. Which uh, way? I think I'm just going to say... Uh, follow me. Uh, follow me and head to the head to the fog. Uh, right. And I've got what five, ten, fifteen. Nice. And actually, I'm gonna just bonus action get out here 
next to Jingshan. Jingshan. All right, amazing, great. Uh, the monks uh, will use their movement respectively to follow uh, in your wake. And if you'll let me freehand, I'd sort of point in the direction of the fog to say, go that way. Absolutely, yeah, you do so. Uh, wonderful. Uh, with that, uh, we'll go ahead. Anything else with your turn? Um, I think that's action, bonus action, movement. I think that's it. What was your bonus action? Dash. Oh, great, perfect. Uh, wonderful. With that, we'll go ahead and pass turn to the enthralled uh, lizard folk. Uh, they are going to just kind of keep chase action to dash uh, as the ones who are on Taika's side uh, begin to close the distance between themselves and the last of the uh, monks that are fleeing right now. Uh, passing over to another one of these uh, non-enthralled, non-frightened lizard folk. Uh, it is going to go ahead and use its full movement to get up on the south side of Jing Shen right here, coming at you with a spiked shield bash uh, at a 19 to hit mm-hmm. and a javelin stab uh, at a 13 to hit. 13 spiked, misses. Spiked shield would do unto you four points of piercing damage. Passing turn to an All right, and I maintain my concentration with a 19. Beautiful. Nice. Passing turn now to some of our enthralled lizard brethren. Uh, we got them using their action to dash uh, and getting up near to the, uh, the north side of the escaping monks. Going down the list here, another one is going to come uh, using his full movement. Uh, an enthralled one is going to come uh, closing in the area around Yang Shen. Spiked shield bash with a five to hit and a javelin stab with a 20 to hit or eight points of piercing damage. Please roll your con save, Jing Shen. Uh, uh-oh, that's a nine. Oh no. Fear drops. Fear drops. Drop the fear. Fortunately, they dropped all their stuff. No, only the ones running away drop their stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. Perfect. Um, Beautiful. Uh, With that, we'll go ahead and pass turn to another one of these guys who is coming from uh, what was formerly Taika's side, the west side of of the hall here using their action to dash and catch up to the monks here. Uh, So currently the tail end of the last two monks uh, have three lizard folk around them. Uh, We pass turn now to another one of these enthralled lizard folk who is going to come uh, and gonna meet Taika head to head here and coming in with a spike shield bash and a javelin hit. Uh, Sorry, spike shield bash for seven. Yes. And 23 for the javelin. That is going to hit six. Go ahead and roll your constitution saving throw to see if you can keep your fog cloud up. Um, right. Okay. And it's 10 plus half the damage you took, so it'd be 13. That's a 20. 20, yeah, you succeed. Fog cloud stays up. Um, with that, we go ahead and pass turn now to the Lizard King. Isn't, uh, just a clarification, isn't it uh, to maintain concentration, it's 10 or half of what the damage is that you took? It's always a minimum of 10. Minimum of 10, so it'd be either 10 or the damage you took. Yeah, and I rolled a 9. Yeah. Okay, Okay. perfect. Um, so the Lizard Queen, Husan, is going to come up and sidle up right next to you, uh, Ta- Ta- uh, Taika. 
uh, coming at you with two attacks uh, with its big pointy trident. Uh, he'll come at you with a seven to hit on the first. Or sorry, she'll come at you with a seven to hit on the first and a twenty-one to hit on the second. Um, one second. Yeah, never mind. For four points of piercing damage. Okay. Four Passing points. turn to another one of these enthralled guys again. Uh, this one is going to actually manage to uh, get in there close with its movement and is going to use his action to try and grapple one of the uh, one of the escaping. Uh, escaping monks uh, and the monk is going to uh, is able to escape the grapple uh, right. is not able to take hold as the last one of these uh, is going to come um, I still have mirror image up I'll need to use that next round sorry I just realized that amazing as you see uh, uh, Jing Shan another one of these lizard folk coming out uh, around the corner from the south side of the building as we pass turn to you now, Jing Shen, what would you like to do? Okay. Um, you got monks to the wow. north, lizard folks to the east, lizard folk to the south, wall to the west. Yeah, okay. Um, so, all right. Uh, I am going to cast Compulsion um, on all of the lizard folk that uh, I can see right now. So that's... Um, I'd say that's seven of these guys. Well, all of them all of them within 30 feet that I can see. Um, right. So I think that's all of them except the one in the swamp. Yes. Uh, they got to make the wisdom saving throw, DC 15. And um, on a failed save... Uh, they have to use as much of their movement as possible to move to the southeast on their next turn. All right. So let me go ahead and get these guys rolling here. Uh, it'll be, oops, it'll be 10 of these saves from the standard lizard folk and one from our uh, lizard queen. I can't see the ones inside. So this is only the ones oh, yeah. outside. One, two, three, four, so five. Yeah, five of these. Thank you for catching that. So we'll go ahead and roll for five. Five, five plus Husan, because she is, I am including her this time. Beautiful. All right. Looking around, got a five, an eight, a 10, a 15, and a two. Uh, the 15 The 15 makes one. it. Yeah, the 15 coming from uh, the one that's right here in front of you. Um, the other one for Husan. Oh yeah, that's uh, going to be a seventeen for her, so she's going to make it as well. So all all of these other guys are going to use uh, re the reaction right now. Dash. No, on their turn. On their, on their turn, perfect, amazing. Yes. All right, uh, sweet. Anything else with your turn? Nope, I'm going to stay put. All right, staying put as we go now to the uh, enthralled lizard folk, the one that is right in front of you, which uh, was the only one uh, or one of the only ones to succeed on this, is going to come at you with a spiked shield bash and a javelin hit, just like normal. Both of them six to hit. They're both going to miss. As we pass turn to the first, uh, the formerly frightened one, uh, who is going to... Uh, uh, wade back through the water trying to get uh, back to where he was uh, and when he gets to like where he dropped his weapon he's going to take the search action to see if he can find his weapons <laughs> with an 
uh, 21 on the perception check, uh, it is able to kind of root around in the uh, the water there and pull out uh, his spiked uh, shield and his javelin. Uh, and that'll be the end of its turn as we go now to Taika. What would you like to do? Um, cool. Um, assuming that the monks are an enemy of our uh, lizard folk queen, yeah. I'm going to attack this thing with sn- and use my sneak attack. Absolutely. Um, that is going to be a, ooh, probably not enough. Uh, seven, oh, yeah, 17 to hit. Yeah, 17 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. That is going to be, let's see, not my, that 25 piercing damage. Yeah. Right on the money. You stab her uh, right in the gut. Uh, nice. She's uh, roars in pain. Okay. Um, I think for my bonus action, I'll do, I think I'm just going to use two weapon fighting and do an offhand attack. All right. Go ahead and uh, roll with your offhand. This one with my second sword. Oh, that's going to be a failure. Oh, yeah. Nine Critical does not failure. do it. Um, Because now with because I can't use I've already used lucky. Mm-hmm. And that's a once a day thing, right? Not uh, for a halfling. So. No. Or no, it's always it's just always. I will use that then right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, that's much better. Uh, that's going to be 23 to hit. 23 hits. Go ahead and roll so, damage with your offhand. D6. It always wants me to roll sneak attack. Uh, for another two points of piercing damage with my offhand. All right. Two points of piercing damage. Uh, great. Yeah, you do so. Uh, anything else with your turn? No. I think I'm going to stay there. I'm going to continue to wave the monks down. Uh, do does Husan still have the egg? Yeah, the egg it has been placed into like a like a little like pouch that's dangling from uh, Husan's uh, uh, like waist. Okay, good to know. I'll Perfect. keep that in mind. Awesome. With that, we'll go ahead and go to another one of these and throw. Oh, actually, no, it's now the monk's turn. So all the monks are going to use their uh, action to disengage and run as far as they'll get one of them is able to make it into the uh into the fog cloud Yay. the other one uh is just able to kind of sneak into it uh as the last monk is going to let's see 20 feet perfect as the last monk uh is just knocking at the fog clouds door uh, and we go now to the lizard folk. Uh, one of them, uh, the enthralled one, is going to burst uh, from the crack that the uh, monks have escaped from, coming face to face with Taika and Jiang Shan. Taika, he's going to come at you with an attack. Uh, okay. Let's see here. This guy is going to come at you with a javelin and a spiked shield. Javelin is going to miss with a five. Spiked shield hits with a 17. All right. I'm going to use, uh, because I already cast Mirror Image, uh, each time a creature targets you with an attack during the spell's duration, roll a d20 to determine whether your attack instead targets one of your duplicates. I have three duplicates, yep. so uh, if I roll a six or higher, the attack goes to my duplicate. Great. Go ahead and roll a d20. And that is a uh, one. All so right. I'm going to re-roll that because lucky? Yeah. <laughs> and that is a, a six or a nine. That's a nine. 
nine. All right, that is going to succeed. So it's gonna one of your illusory uh, images is gonna take that mm-hmm. uh, hit and is going to disappear, uh, leaving two more mirror images left. Uh, as we go now to one of the other lizard folk, uh, this one uh, did fall under the spell from uh, Jing Shen earlier, and is going to use his uh, use his action to dash correctly. Uh, no, they just use their movement. Great, just use their movement uh, to get thirty feet uh, into the water here. Uh, from here, um, it is not going to really be able to do much with its action. Actually, it'll take its action to dash back into the fray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so just yo-yo in there uh, as we go to another one. Uh, the wall here is stopped up. So this guy is going to come and try to go out the uh, the back uh, through the west side of the cracks here nice. um, using its action to dash uh, into the fog cloud. Um, with that, we go ahead and go to uh, the next one of these who is going to use his movement to run 30 feet to the southeast uh, this guy is going to try and hit you with a spear, uh, Jiang Shen, uh, or sorry, a thrown javelin attack, which is going to be a disadvantage uh, given how far this guy is. At. Before that one goes, I'm going to take my opportunity attack on him. Please do. Yes. Uh, that's cocked. That is a uh, 17 to hit. 17 hits. Okay, I'm gonna use a. I'm gonna spend a bardic inspiration to do a slashing flourish. Nice. Um, so uh, first of all, that is going to do. Uh, seven damage to him. Perfect. And then in addition to that, I roll the bardic inspiration die. Ah, garbage. Rolled a one. So one extra damage to that one, and also to number two, and also to number six, and also to number five. All right. A little bit for everybody. Nice. That's really cool. What a waste. Um, With that, uh, the Lizardfolk who threw his javelin at you got in there with a... I got to be honest. Um, Oh, yeah. I can only take flourishes on my turn. So I did not actually do the one point of damage to him or to any oh, of the others. Um, Easily enough, I'll re that. Did not spend the Bardic Inspiration either, which is... so. <laughs> it's nice when those end up being better for you. Than... It's like, oh, I can't do that, and it didn't go over well, Amazing. so it works out. Uh, you will be taking three points of piercing damage from the disadvantaged javelin throw that the uh, Zerfolk tried to do at a distance. Uh, All right, concentration. Oh, my God. Compulsion is down. All right, we got to get out of here. All right. (laughs) The enthralling ends for everybody. Uh, Not the enthralling, the the compulsion. compulsion. Yes, sorry. The compulsion to focus on Jiang Shen ends for our folks here. Uh, As we go ahead and pass turn... Got mixed up with all my guys here. Uh, one of these guys is going to come from the inside of the hall, and he's going to like squeeze out, uh, so he's able to kind of get on one of Taika's sides here, uh, to the left of Taika, and it is going to bash in with a spiked shield for a six to hit and a javelin, with a seventeen to hit. Uh, that one is going to actually 
hit my, it's a nine or a six. Nine. That is going to hit my uh, duplicate. Great. You do not take any damage. Excellent. As we go to another one of these enthralled lizard men, uh, this one is going to, perfect. So then this guy actually is just going to go ahead and uh, take a swing of Taika with a, a spiked shield and a javelin. Uh, 23 to hit on the javelin. Uh, let me roll for mirror image. All right. That one's going to hit me. All right. Please take six points of piercing damage. Okay. As we go now to uh, Hussan, who is going to come bearing down on you with a uh, two trident attacks. Okay. Uh, the first one, a 15. The second one, a 10. Uh, the 10 is going to miss. Let me roll a d20. I have one left, so it's got to be an 11 or higher. That's a three, so he hits me. All right, you are going to be taking, uh, you're going to be taking six points of piercing damage from this uh, trident. Actually, uh, I'm going to. Uh, you said it was a fifteen to hit. Fifteen to hit. Uh, I'm going to use my uh, reaction to cast shield. Great, awesome. It does not hit. As we pass turn now to another one of these enthralled lizard folk, uh, this one is also going to try and go out the the west side of Hall uh, and try to kind of use its action to dash and get around to the uh, south side of the Hall uh, to come around the corner here. As we go to one of the only lizard folks uh, still in this battle who is not enthralled or under any effects of any spell, uh, this guy's going to come up from the south uh, towards uh, Jiang Shen, getting into a little gap between two of his friends here, coming in with a javelin and a spiked shield attack, a 19 and 18, respectively. Ouch! Okay. All right, taking six from the javelin and five from the shield. We go back to the top of the order. Jiang Shen, what would you like to do? You are now... Uh, All right. On most sides, surrounded by lizard folk, th- uh, four lizard folk around you, and Taika is within melee range of you as well. All right, I'm in bad shape here, so I'm yeah. going to attack the one to the north of me with my sword. All right. That is a 16 to hit. 16 hits. All right. Base damage is eight. Beautiful. I'm going to use a... Uh, mobile flourish nice so spending one bardic inspiration on this dealing an extra whoa hopped out dealing an extra 10 damage this time nice love to see that forcing him to move uh five feet to the west so getting out of my way perfect opening up a little pocket here I can also use my reaction to move up to my walking speed to an unoccupied space within five feet of the target. This gets me next to the Lizard Queen, whom I'm going to attack. Does this open up? Open you up? Wait for a second! Wait a second! Before I attack her, uh-huh. uh huh. It does. It. it I do uh, provoke two opportunity attacks with this if they take them. Beautiful. All right, we got one with a javelin coming in with a ten to hit. Another javelin coming in with a seventeen to hit. Only the 17 hits. Six points of piercing. Okay. I am seriously okay. wounded here, but I'm okay. going to, uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Banishing Smite. 
All right. And I'm going to aim at Lizard Queen. That's a 10 to hit. And does not hit. Oh, no. Mm. Oof. Okay. And I used my bonus action, so I do not have another attack. All right. With that, we'll go ahead and pass turn to one of these lizard folk. Uh, it's going to come in and fill the gap that you left behind. Coming at you, Jingshen, with a javelin and a spike shield attack. A 22 and a 23 hit, respectively. That's you two take hits. You cumulative 11 points of piercing damage. Oh, no. No. Yeah, I'm bad. All right. Okay. Another one of these lizard folk uh, coming in from the water, having retrieved his weapons from the murky depths. Uh, it's going to come at Taika with a javelin and a shield attack. 19 and 18, respectively. Uh, my AC... Uh, oh, did my reaction reset? Is it a new round of combat? Because I did cast shield, so my AC is now 20. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you're, neither, neither one of those is going to hit in that Excellent. case. As we go now to you, Taika, uh, your shield ends in this turn. Okay. Great. Okay. Uh, can I use my action to grab the egg? Yeah. I'd say hand grab the egg. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that that'll be like a almost like a contested grapple type of thing. Uh, your sleight of hand, sleight of hand. Yeah, okay, your sleight of on. hand against their. I'll say for this, they'll use their strength to try and. Yeah, I try that. to lash out with my short sword just to cut the like, uh, the bag that's like the ornamental amazing bag that I'm in and snag it. All right, let's see. It's not great. My guy got a fourteen. I also got a fourteen. Is that meets it beats it or reroll? I'd say meets it beats it. Yeah, you go ahead and take that take that egg pouch. Uh, you slice it off of the belt uh, that it is hanging on uh, uh, from the lizard queen, uh, and you now possess the gem-like egg of the coatl. Okay, I am going to then. That was my action. You should run. I'm at five. I'm gonna points. do this. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna holler. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna uh, bonus action disengage great and action or i'm going to use my movement um to run uh 35 feet this way i'm staying in line of sight as i'm running i'm holding the egg in my hand amazing and i'm (laughs) i have your prize come and catch me if you can and i will frolic my way trying to gain as much attention from all of these lizard folk as I possibly can. Amazing. Running towards the tower, you hoist the egg in the air, uh, taunting them as you go. We pass turn now to the next lizard folk who happens to be the one still within the hall, uh, the entrance of which being barred by Jing Shen. Uh, it's going to come at you with a javelin and a spiked shield attack, Jing. With a 14 and a bastard 20. Second one hits. As you take eight points of piercing damage. I am unconscious. Oh, no. All right. Jing Shen drops to the ground uh, as we go now to the other lizard folk who are just going to use their action. Uh, this one is going to run as as far as he as close as he can get to you and then is going to throw his javelin after you. Uh, Taika, with a bastard 20 to hit. I will. Uh, meets it, beats it. Oh, I still have one mirror image up. Yeah. I beat an 11. 14. It hits my mirror image. Perfect. You should have sh- you should have shouted, We have your prize. Oh, yes, we have your prize. 
Uh, with that, um, I think your your uh, shield only lasts for one round of combat, right? Yes. So I don't have my shield up, but Perfect. I still had mirror image up. Perfect. Um, so Amazing. I have to recast shield if Amazing. I use it. Great. Uh, yeah, then I think that's the last of your mirror images that have been consumed. Yep. That is all of them. As we go now to the next uh, lizard folk uh, here, this one is going to be cutting through the... Uh, through the fog cloud here uh and being quite blind it'll send someone near it uh, and is going to try a disadvantage javelin and spear attack uh on the monks uh on the one monk that it, it, it feels that it's near uh and with only a 15 to hit is going to connect which beats the monk's armor class of 10 as it is going to take damage from that uh spear attack oh. or javelin attack pardon pardon to our spear lovers out here <laughs> Uh, four points of damage, or no, sorry, six points of damage onto the monk uh, as you hear a gurgled bloody from within the fog cloud. Uh, we go down to another one of these lizard folk. I believe this one's going to be, yeah, this is going to be one of the ones that's in the water quite far away, using its action to dash, uh, coming up on you here, man, catching up to you a mere five feet from you. Uh, we go to another one of these enthralled lizards. Uh, or no longer enthralled, uh, one of these other lizard folk here and is going to use its full movement to get up next to you, getting in behind you there, coming in you with a javelin and a shield, nine and six to hit, both miss, going to another one of these lizard folk, catching up to you on your right, uh, coming at you with a javelin and shield, 16 and 19. Uh, I will cast shield. Neither one hits. As we go back to the big mama, Husan, she is going to get up close uh, and to your left. Two trident attacks coming at you. An 11 and a 15. Uh, another hit. All right. With that, we go back uh, to the next one of these lizard folk. Uh, and see. Yeah, this, this guy's just coming around the bend. He's catching up to what's happening here. He's just going to use this action to dash. You have one, two, three, four, five, six lizard folk on your tail uh, with a seventh uh, coming in to pick up the slack here using its action uh, to dash and try to cut you off. Okay. All right, amazing. Uh, Jingshan, would you like to roll uh, your... Here uh, we go. First death save. First death save, bro. That's a 10. Amazing. 10 succeeds. Can you tell us a memory from Jing Shen's life? Hmm. Walking down from a mountain for the first time, pack on her back, heading toward the village where she is first going to try to perform for money. Hmm. As we go ahead and pass turn to another lizard folk who goes ahead and is able to get ahead of Taika, fencing him in once more. Uh, the next lizard folk using his action is going to get uh, just behind you to your right, javelin attack, spiked shield, an 18 and a 17, neither of which hit. As we go now to you, Taika. I hold my shield up in defense. Uh, well, you, don't, we'll you don't have to. You can run through their space. Out of the corner of his eye, as, as Taika uh, flees, uh, he sees Jing Shen fall. Um, now surrounded by lizard folk, his 
simple shield spell, helping him to survive so far. Um, he knows that his hopes are not good. Uh, I'm going to uh, bonus action, disengage, and action uh, move for 35 feet into the into the fog that I still remains. Yeah, and then I'm going to bonus or action dash and dive into the river on the other side. As I run through the fog, tears start to well on my cheeks. I I didn't think it was going to go this badly. We got everything, but the, the price was too great. He thinks to himself, but his survival instincts kick in as Taika flees the scene with two golden statuettes who he thinks will fetch a fair price and the egg that they came here for in the first place. Amazing. And as Taika dives into the water, you can hear the roar of the lizard foot on the far side of the island. Uh, it is in this moment that Taika is making his escape that you hear the sounds of uh, terror coming from the surviving monks who could not make it further than the fog cloud as the lizard folk around them swell and overwhelm their petite numbers. And Jing Shen, can we have one final memory from you before you become Mr. Folk Chow? Yeah, the memory of thinking, man, I should have used my reaction when I had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is where we'll end our adventure for today. Excellent. No. Pyrrhic victory, I think, is the term. <laughs> What we just witnessed here. Oh, uh, brutal. The bitter taste in the mouth. How, how do you guys feel? You guys are on the other side of this uh, uh, encounter. And I'd just love to know off the bat, what is a moment that has struck you and stuck with you uh, now that we're on the other side? Well, um, I, I definitely walked into the meat grinder despite knowing better. Um, <laughs> you know, no, I would, I would say, um, I would say that, the uh that it was challenging but doable but i personally made two big mistakes which were number one i didn't play my role um jing shen is a shock attacker and she should have been mm. staying mobile and going in for quick hits and then running back out again um mm -hmm. and i didn't do that i let myself get sucked into tanking and it did me in um and and i also i also missed my window of opportunity when um because i i got um i got mixed up by the combat order um mm. and didn't realize that after i took my hit on um husan um my turn was going to come around again almost immediately yeah mm -hmm. at which point i could have actually delivered that banishing smite and possibly made it work um, mm. and so I, I should have, uh, I should have taken the opportunity to do that. And, uh, yeah. and I didn't, and, and I think it cost us the, uh, the scenario, um, because, you know, seeing somebody come out and whack your, uh, your leader and then they disappear, mm -hmm. that would have had an effect, especially right. with the shaman already down. And, yeah. uh, that was, that was, it was a moment I failed to exploit. And when Hussan ran past me, she ran out of my ability to catch up to her mm -hmm. and, and do that maneuver. And so, um, yeah, 
passing passing that up i think i think doomed us that was a big mistake and uh yeah, I think I think was, it would have been I think it would have been just doable if if yeah. I had not made that error. Yeah, we knew it was a a bit of a hit and run situation, and uh, mm -hmm. we got bogged down a little bit there. Well, that's um, the beauty of the lab, you know. You, you test things out, you see how they go, you learn mm -hmm. uh, for next time. Yeah, it but, is. Yeah, and and I will say, I mean, this was a layer to its credit. It had detection, various mm -hmm. types. It had it had. Uh, rotating guards it had alarms around mm -hmm. um it had deterrence the swamp itself and the difficult terrain that that posed was a big deterrent mm -hmm. and uh and boy did it have response it responded yes. the hell out of us <laughs> it was interesting kind of designing this one because it was definitely like uh i want one point i appreciated in um how to defend your lair mm -hmm. is how uh you make a point of being like a good layer won't make excuses for like holidays or or anything like that. They will they will want to be protected even in the midst of like celebration or like uh, mm -hmm. abnormal days. Uh, and then this one, because I, I I'm trying to like you know obviously like plan for two players too. Uh, it was fun trying to think about like okay, there's gonna be a celebration. They're in a feast mode. But they're still going to want to be defended, want to be able to feast with their guard down uh, as much mm -hmm. as they can. So it, it was fun kind of thinking of like what this defense scenario would have looked like on a normal day and then also tweaking it a little bit to customize it a little bit more for a, uh, a day of celebration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it uh, I think it came out really well. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, all the description of like the guard movement and and that in particular made it feel really alive and it felt fun to be like oh we can we've got a window where we can attack one and then attack the other one mm -hmm. and that type of like detail i think is really fun but also makes a lot of sense of like th that's how you know your guards would be in rotation they would be scanning the perimeter they would be walking you know yeah. uh so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I initially had the guards they were going to be taking like they were both going to be walking the perimeter and like going to be passing each other at the tower but then i realized if the tower is the important spot it's where you keep the prisoners where you keep the loot it's going to make sense that one person's going to be there and then like you know maybe they've worked out a thing where they like all right i'll take five laps and you tag me mm -hmm. in and i'll take five laps and that's a way to keep them engaged keep them mobile make sure no one is is falling asleep at the post mm -hmm. um, yeah. michael were there any other moments from this uh, encounter that struck you or uh, resonating with you well we've had a i, I mean I, I will say one uh We've had a couple uh, character deaths in this podcast because usually we're you know, putting things to the test. Situations get deadly, uh, but it's always been my, my characters, which I feel <laughs> a little better about because I'm like, oh, I want our guest characters to. I w I was really looking for a way to save Jing Shen as much as I could, but uh, I just had to play my rogue role and, and no. split. It's um, what my character would do. <laughs> gotta pay off those debts <laughs> yeah no it's true um but yeah it was, i don't fault you for it at all well i agree i feel like it was fun to play like oh we actually have an opportunity like if we play our cards right even though we're outnumbered we get in quick hit hard and get the, the stuff like you know we could have gotten out of there i mean the goal was to free the monks and get the egg and all that part of me is like and i should have just left the monks and gone for the egg and hope that they would have been distracted enough but 
um yeah i mean I, that was uh it felt very alive i am curious what uh what we missed in the ruckus uh smaller islands yeah we can peek behind the curtain a little bit so the smaller island uh is where the fighting pits were mm. i nicknamed it fight island uh i'll just read this little description <laughs> what may have once been impressive turrets time has reduced to two pits ringed by crumbling stones sticking out of the mud and connected by a narrow rut Scaly bodies jostle for a position around the ring, some resorting to climbing the weathered walls for a higher vantage point. Two people with shorn heads are ushered to the edge of one of the rings. Their captors slice the rope, binding their hands together and toss both of them into a different pit. The pillagers jeer excitedly as they place coins, trinkets, and other trophies on the edges of the stone rings. Uh, so I was kind of setting up this idea that it's like as part of this celebration, right? They take in two different one of these monks, uh, and now they're forcing them to, I imagine, that fight alligators uh, in the fighting pit there. So that would have been an option for y'all to like kind of go in uh, and uh, try to save that person. Um, it was originally going to be like three islands, like the tower and the hall were going to be different things, but then I was like, that's mm -hmm. just too much to like leave on the table um especially you know with the nature of our podcast uh but yeah no i i love fighting pits i love putting fighting pits anywhere i can if there's anything you can you can know for certain about diego as a dm is there are fighting pits in his world you know it's we would it's the netflix of that age right yeah fight, <laughs> fight, fight pit, fighting pits and chill um i keith i'm curious you know we have a unique opportunity here to have the person who wrote the book on layers um is there anything that you feel like you maybe would have added or that you thought was missing or could have uh, improved upon in any way? I think it was, a, I think it was a good package. Um, it felt appropriate to the uh, creatures uh, that mm -hmm. owned the lair. Um, I will note that you took the, uh, the asset that was of the greatest value, the egg and put it on I mean, you put it, you surrounded it by the the toughest defenses, which in this case were meat defenses. It was the lizard mm -hmm. queen herself, and yep. her and her uh, garrison. And uh, in this case, that was highly appropriate because they're not going to have lots of complicated locks. They're not going to have magical mm -hmm. boards. They have muscle, and so mm -hmm. putting putting that on the person of the creature with the greatest muscle in this group made a hundred percent sense. And um, it also stood to reason that where that most valuable asset was, so would be the shaman who could protect it from mm -hmm. supernatural threats if we hadn't come in and assassinated him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, it was, uh, no, it was, it was a fair fight. It made complete sense defensively. And um, it, it, was, it, was, it was a good swamp lair. Thank you, thank Very you. Cool. Yeah, I, I have an I have an affinity for swamps. I really enjoy swamps. Uh, <laughs> it might be might be the Virginia in me coming out a little bit. Um, and it was I, fun I, to I, take a run at. Yeah, 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 that that was a really fun thing that um, I don't think happens a lot. I think is in a lot of like a a, a lot of players' imagination, right? Is this idea of playing a character that can assassinate. Right. And even though there aren't like necessarily like explicit like one hit KOs uh, in D&D, &D, it felt really satisfying that y'all were able to assassinate uh, at least four lizard folk, the three lizard folk and one of the shamans. Mm -hmm. um, how did that feel as a player getting that kind of one hit KO in that scenario where like 
you got the surprise, you got the, uh, you're not going to be alerting the whole crew and you're able to kind of get that, that assassination off. How did that feel for y'all? I'm especially as a rogue, that was amazing. <laughs> like it's what you always want to do as a rogue uh, is be able to have those opportunities. And I'm not sure you, you always do, uh, you know, especially if you're playing for a full party, you don't usually get like an opportunity to sneak up mm-hmm. in that way. I think that's something that can be easier when you have, you know, a smaller party where both, uh, party members have the ability to sneak around and be stealthy um so it was like really rewarding to have that like mm-hmm. you know one shot assassination uh, uh flip side of that is definitely was feeling good heading into the final battle because mm-hmm. i'm like oh we're knocking <laughs> them down we're good to go um i knew it was going to be tough but i was thinking we could get in and get out um yeah and i, I also enjoyed how like each well you, you <laughs> You gave the rogue a little bit of a moral conundrum in that he found the treasure pretty quickly. And I was like, oh, I could maybe just take this and run. Yeah. Um, but uh, even like the treasure had its own place to get to. And then the monks kind of had a challenge of being guarded as well as the um, the mage right there or the um, wizard. Uh, what's yeah. The, name? the uh, Husan. Yeah. Um, so they all had sort of their own challenge which was which was fun yeah yeah no this was definitely a lot of fun to develop and uh and get there i I especially enjoyed i think like in in, if i did another iteration of this one one thing i would pay a little bit more attention to is uh like the lighting there and how like being in dim light and or bright light would affect things especially i feel like in the lead up i feel like that's something that usually gets kind of swept under the rug um for for dms as dms prep is like we don't often think about what the lighting situation is like mm-hmm. uh, so i think i would have loved to have, you know taken another swing and kind of thought about that a little bit more mm-hmm. um i am curious i guess uh where do y'all think the characters go from here how do you think the world changes from here is there like a a follow-up quest like you know just your inspiration let it run wild a little bit or your imagination um and any thoughts about what what goes uh on from here for uh for taika well, I think I think Taika's pretty pretty hurt about Jing Shen falling and may try to once once delivering the egg and maybe cashing in. Yeah. Uh <laughs> well, I don't know that he would he would wait that long see if, you know, Jing Shen had been revived and mm-hmm. was being held hostage in any way. Yeah. Though knowing the lizard folk, which I I actually thought was a good tie-in too, and Keith even mentioned that at the beginning of like Oh, the lizard folk aren't going to be ones to keep, you know, mouths around that they have to feed. And we later find out that they're literally being put in battle and like being offered up a sacrifice. So that was fun to see that come to fruition, which you also took a took a peek out of the monsters know what they're doing. Yeah, I did. I I also have an autographed copy of the monsters know what they're doing at (laughs) home. uh and i i it was great like kind of there was a point in the planning bit where i was like trying to think of like oh what kind of locks do these guys have and what do they have and what do they do this and like kind of making them a little bit too smart and reading uh keith's uh first book the monsters know what they're doing uh reading the lizard foe section reminded me these are almost primal primitive creatures very instinct based um to that end keith i'd love to ask you where do you think because a lot of these lizard folks survived how do you think they would change this layer uh, and learn from these their mistakes, if at all? Uh, I don't know if they would. They won. Um, 
I mean, the shaman died, but um, and and that will probably upset them deeply. Mm -hmm. um, but on the whole, their their strategy worked. I mean, you know, they're they're not going to be. We didn't actually kill any of them except those individual guards and the shaman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, of the of the mass, they yeah. uh, we didn't get we didn't get any of them. And so yeah. um, I think they would they would chalk this up as a success. They they came up with a plan and it worked. Um, they lost the egg. Well, you're not you imagining. Know, I wonder now. Now, now I'm starting to wonder. You know, the chief lost the egg. That might take a little bit of the shine off her. Um, yeah, but she I, is still no. she is still the biggest and the toughest, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be something that they're going to value. Maybe yeah, the next adventure the party floor. that rolls through comes across them like in the pits, like trying to see like there are new challengers to. Kustana's yeah. reign, right? And they're 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 uh she has to beat him down. Defending yeah. exactly defending her title. That would be a very, very cool, cool thing to do. Yeah. Well, Keith, thank you so much for uh taking some time. I know we <laughs> went a little over what we had planned, but we really appreciate it. Uh that was so much fun getting to play with you and to have, you know, uh someone who's invested so much time into helping DMs create really cool layers, sit in with us as we ran one. Uh, so thank you so much for that. I I'm curious, uh, kind of also dealing with like a character death in this encounter. Um, I was listening, uh, to some of the podcasts that you've guested on. And I know something that's come up with, um, the monsters know what they're doing is a lot of DMS like celebrating, like, Oh, I got a total party kill for the first time and stuff like that. I'm mm -hmm. curious how you, how you balance like the increased difficulty uh, that comes with, you know, playing these monsters, how they would play to their strengths. And if that's come across like less satisfying narrative ends with maybe a character death or something like that. And do you feel like uh, you have to balance that in any way? Well, I think the more common problem, uh, honestly, especially when you get into higher tiers, is the mm. DMs have difficulty challenging their players. Mm -hmm. and yep. uh and they want to you know they 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 look to these tactics as a way to make their players sweat a little bit more mm. um i um i personally um have only had i think one tpk um, and we, and it was, it was like right at the beginning of curse of Strahd and, we're, and nobody wanted to remake <laughs> yeah. their characters. And I'm like, okay, yeah. this was a vision of how badly things could have gone. Um, yeah. you know, we, we hand waved it that way, but, um, we did recently have a, uh, a, a homebrew campaign of mine in which the party spin two and three went one way and three went another way. And, uh, I I threw too difficult an encounter at some of the three and they got wiped. And Ooh. that was a um that was a little bit of a of a come to Jesus moment for for 
both me in terms of paying closer attention to how I'm trying to balance encounters on the fly. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of that encounter was improvised and, and, yeah. uh, I, I probably, uh, should have stopped at two guests and not put in a third. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but the other thing is that, um, the, uh, the players now, got the message that this is a campaign in which stuff like this can happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I had recently had an experience of that of my own, mm-hmm. um, against, uh, a longtime friend of mine who I give a shout out to in the monsters know who, uh, was running a campaign. Um, and we were going into it kind of, you know, with the blithe assumption that everything is going to be balanced for us and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and my character got one hit killed and, um, and that was like, okay, okay. I see what we're doing now. Um, I see what, I see what kind of game this is. And, um, yeah, it was, it's, I personally, I, I don't take it personally. You know, I don't get too broken up about it. I'm like, wow. Okay. I guess I made a mistake. And then I roll up my yeah. next one. Um, yeah. If um, if if it had been a long time into a campaign, and um, and I'd gotten very very attached to that character, you know, then I might be a little more broken up about it. But yeah, yeah. we were level three, you know. It I'm going to start loving my uh, And then he yeah. gave me a chance to create another cool character. So, you know, wherever yeah. that's the thing about being the forever DM is you get all these character ideas and you never get to try them out. So, <laughs> um, one dies, another one takes its place. That's yeah. why we love having uh, guests like you on the podcast yeah. to give those forever DMs a chance to uh, live out their player character fantasies uh, and also get to offer their advice on um on dming and and uh this great game that we all love to play mm-hmm. um well thank you keith so much for joining us uh tonight uh for our listeners i'd like to go ahead and announce right now that we are going to be giving away a, a signed autographed copy of how to defend your lair um we are going to be giving that away on our social media so make sure you are following us on TikTok, on instagram uh, i think we have a facebook page too yeah yeah um, but i would follow us on instagram or tiktok yeah um where i also got a, a mastodon and a twitter for as long as that is still around uh so go ahead and head over there right now and you'll find the details for how to win your very own autographed copy of of how to defend your lair by keith Amon. um great thank you again so, keith so much for joining on uh joining us this evening this was thanks for inviting me yeah is there anything else that you want to plug while you're here uh, nope, I'm between things right now. So how to defend your lair. That's that's what I'm plugging. Okay. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Make sure you pick that up at your local gaming store or a local bookshop near you. How to Defend Your Lair by Keith Amon. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Dungeon Busters. Bust you later. <laughs>